1: Back everybody to Wrestling Omakase. It is episode number one hundred and fourteen, and this week I am very pleased to be joined by the captain, the boss man, the what was the old thing the face you runs the place? Yeah, that was bad
0: when AJ Styles used to use it. Yeah, yeah, that's yes. a good one. What's what's up, Rich? What's going on? Thank you so much for having me. This is a uh, it's been a year to the day it's not the day i don't know when the day was that we recorded no, last year, but... I, I
1: think your last episode was the e-wrestling one right
0: oh, wasn't that uh well if we talked observer what was the e-wrestler it was two years it was two years ago that okay. was two years ago okay well there yeah. you go so you waited so this I... long to get the top show because let, let's not forget the highest rated show yeah to I, like I say history still that one i don't know if the numbers are correct but i'm gonna go with it so that's...
1: the um the last episode you're on here was when basically i was nicole and i went to spain and I was like, I need to record some kind of episode that'll be like Evergreen. So you, me, and Mike Spears just like talked about fucking e-wrestling for an hour and great. a half. I what think. a great episode that
0: was, too. <laughs> We're just, like going through like people that we knew, uh, just the wild world of e-wrestling. Yeah, so I didn't know that that was my most recent one. I thought that last year we had done The Observer. That was two years ago, actually. So anyway, hey, welcome back. I'm glad.
1: Uh, well, what's up? Um but yeah, you had to come back on because obviously you have to earn your Omakase awards ballot. Very, very important. Oh, of course, yeah. No, so I can't, yeah. you
0: can't. Can't let the year end without getting that. Uh, that, that ballot, the <laughs> most important, arguably the most important ballot in uh, in any wrestling history, including the Wrestling Hall of all Fame. So
1: that... it definitely is. I mean, Joe Joe's running out of time to earn his ballot. He's got to. He's got to get on that. Um, but yeah, what's up?
0: How Not too you much. I sure. hate your breaking.
1: I hate your breaking news.
0: Breaking news, getting people upset. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. It's been an insane wrestling week. It is overwhelming. I <laughs> at the beginning of the week, I, I had like a panic attack about all this crap that that is going on in wrestling and everything that we have to talk about or whatever. And it's it's been a fun week. It's been really really fun that like wrestling has just gone absolutely insane and. And American wrestling is the wildest it's been ever, you know, really, honestly, or at least in 20, 25 years. Uh, Japan doesn't slow down, and there's some new stuff going on there. It's just, yeah, there's a ton of stuff going on right now. So it's fun. It's great. You know, it's good for, for business here at Voice of Wrestling dot com but yeah it it is also like tiring (laughs) as well i'll be pretty glad um to not talk about wrestling for a few hours uh, later today so (laughs) that's good but i'm glad to talk about it now though because i'm still in the mood i'm still excited about it so
1: the i was gonna say this is like the only podcast on the entire network this week that's not gonna talk about AEW or nxt so
0: (laughs) this is like five of them now
1: (laughs) i'm just talking about i listen to and I'm thing. sure like,
0: I, 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 you know, initially I was like, ah, you know, I don't know, like that's gonna be too much. We have everything elite. We have the Wednesday war games. It's like, ah, are they going to, and, and like the numbers are just like, everybody just wants to consume everything as much as possible. Like nobody's, everybody's up, nobody's down. It's like, that might not always be the case. Like it might be a situation where people do get sick of it, but man, like we've got the, the most Patreon subscri- subscribers we've had in, 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 months. We've had the most web traffic we had in months. We've had podcast listens. have been in the highest they've been like, people are just consuming wrestling i can say and we've even heard from people in the industry too like uh independent wrestling tv they're beyond uh wrestling uncharted territory season premiere that that came this week was like the highest rated one they've ever had and they were like oh really <laughs> like we didn't think we thought this would be the worst one we've ever had because people are so uh, you know inundated with wrestling all minutes of every day that they were just gonna not but now they're just like i, I only watch wrestling so now every wrestling fan <laughs> only consumes wrestling at this point and has given up every other entertainment medium so that's uh it's good
1: <laughs> um the so, so like like you were saying, we have the Wednesday war games now, which I just I just actually listened to last night, so shout out to Garrett and uh oh god. Liam. Liam? Liam, thank you. He follows me on Twitter, so it would be really bad. But yes, Garrett and Liam. They had a good debut episode. Um that might be like the how I listen to the F4W um like their the Monday retro review, because I don't really care about the retro raw review, but like the retro nature review is really hilarious and here it's like well i don't really care about NXT at all so i might just tune in listen to the AEW review and then listen to them pick who um you know who won that week right and then i don't know if i need to hear about adam cold baby
0: yeah but you get to you get and and one of the great aspects of that of that show that that we now know that garrett's gonna do is uh the weekly here's the weird shit that marwin all said uh segment which is i mean that's that's worth the price of admission right to hear just how stupid he was on this episode uh, of NXT. <laughs> and man, oh, man, was he real stupid on the first episode. He was. He <laughs> so, was. I don't know if anything will ever
1: top that fucking, like, what did he do during the, the Adam Cole cage match recently?
0: There was something oh, What did. He the did. voice. Yeah. I forget what it was. Yeah, it was like, yeah. Adam cole yeah. was going to the death. or I forget what exactly what it was, but it was, I was like, like, what, what is f- wrong with you? <laughs> I
1: was like, what the fuck? What are we doing? That's one of those moments, like, what are we doing with our lives here? Like, what is going on? But yeah, so a lot of AWXT content on the network. Um I haven't listed new flagship yet because I think it came out while I was asleep, but I'm definitely excited. Yeah, I recorded it that. like six hours ago. So <laughs> that's
0: how tired I am. It's like, yeah, I just stopped doing audio like six and seven hours ago, but here I'm again, so it's
1: fine. Yeah. And the um, so that obviously I'm sure I did listen to Joe Lance on the Patreon just like, boy, I you never heard a man more excited to read numbers than Joe uh. Lance. <laughs> With those quarter hours, my I, I had it on a speaker, and my girlfriend came in the room. Like, is he okay? Like, what is? No, actually, on? the answer is no. no he's not
0: okay.
1: Yeah, exactly. yeah, she, she's like, what is he doing? And I'm like, oh, he's reading the quarter hours, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was. Nice.
0: You know, we, we touched on it a little bit more and in, in less yelling on this this episode of the flagship, but it is pretty telling as well. Even if you're not big into like ratings and numbers and all that sort of stuff, it ultimately at the end of the day, like the big topic that we're talking about is that you know WWE in particular just has a young person. Like young people do not watch that show, and there's this idea that young people don't watch TV anymore. And 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 yeah, younger people watch less TV than their parents. That that's obvious. Everybody knows that, but. What we're finding out is that young people really just don't watch WWE. Like young people that are wrestling fans or young people that are interested in wrestling, watched AEW. They did. The numbers were good in those demographics. I mean, the the young person demographics for AEW beat the young person demographics for Raw. Like that. That right there is like, oh shit. Like more than more than even like AEW beating NXT. Which whatever. You know, at the end of the day, it's it's not it's the third brand or whatever, but more it's by 500,000. Yeah, exactly. Sure. But that's still surprised when it came out.
1: Absolutely. No, think. no,
0: for sure. But, but for it to be that big and that demographic, the most important demographic, I mean, WWE beat them in 50 plus, but cool. Okay. <laughs> Enjoy that. <laughs> like you?
1: How... Wow. Wow the fucking Hannity viewership is it out for WWE. Right, way. which is not...
0: I mean, like, if any TV network would look at that and they would not be happy to say, hey, we wanted 50-plus unless you were... And we said, if unless you're, like, Fox News selling commemorative coins or whatever and have, like, Get some... Those- you know,
1: Get that depends money, <laughs> right? Yeah,
0: and like so. That's honestly their ads should be that now because that's the audience they're they're, they're capturing. So it's just really interesting to see those demographics and 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 you know in that first week and really open your eyes to like, oh my god, young people really really do not watch WWE at all, but they are willing to watch other wrestling on TV. So that that's kind of a game changer in a lot of ways. Like I wonder if a lot of on that networks look up and go, oh wait a minute, hold on, wrestling you know may be a thing. It's just WWE doesn't know how to speak to younger folks or whatever so it was super interesting to kind of touch the, on those so yeah if you don't love like granular ratings discussions i get it but at the end of the day it was like really cool just to look at the big picture of like well hey this is where they're up and this is where they're down and this is the yada 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 and like yeah it's it, pretty telling numbers i think more than more than even just that overall number of aw beating nxt is just how much they beat them in the in, in the young you know 18 to 49 or even the 18 to 35 and all that other demographics so
1: well, I and I said on Twitter too. Even if you don't give a fuck about AEW, which you know it's not it's not my favorite promotion or anything, but like that number to me was also like a vindication for anybody who said for the past few years that WWE is like failing its audience, um, is driving people away, you know, all that stuff. Which you know it's self evident anyway. But people argued it, and people were like, "Well, no, it's just core cutters," and you know. Uh, everything is down and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no, clearly, like if, if there wasn't like a, a whole lot of wrestling fans out there who were very dissatisfied with world wrestling entertainment, they're not debuting with that number. And, you know, they're not debuting beating NXT by 500K plus. Mm-hmm. So even if you're not like, you know, the biggest elite fan in the world, I still think it's like a very notable story just to show just how like WWE is not serving the rest of the general off. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Just, and we mentioned this, you know, at the beginning when AEW first got announced or whatever, and we were like, even if you're the biggest WWE fan in the universe, you want this to happen. You want AEW to kick them in the ass a few times because we've seen historically. And I don't know if he's got it in him again to do it again, but anytime Vince and, and WWE have been kicked and knock down and, and in this case like really knock down like really just we, we see them sort of get back up and, and and always do that so you should be happy that that's going to happen even if you only watch wb it's a good sort of swift kick in the ass to them to go oh shit okay we got some problems whether they're going to actually change whether they have it in them anymore to change whether there's any you know reason for them to do it given the tv deals and all that sort of stuff we'll see but anytime historically they've been knocked down like this they've always gotten back up and and, and gotten bigger so even if you're just a WWE fan like you should want this news. You you should want AEW to kick their ass a few weeks here, that and 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 maybe get some things rolling and possibly, or you know, then you book Cain Velasquez for the Blood Show or something. <laughs> no. who knows? Uh, who
1: knows? The Blood Buddy Show. <laughs> yeah. It's just amazing to watch. It's like I turned on Fox to see the end of uh, just well to see Brock and Kofi, I was curious what they're going to do, and boy, did they do something! But uh, <laughs> but then like the Cain angle, and then wake up to the news like, oh yeah, by the way, it's for the Blood Buddy Show. <laughs> it's like okay. I mean, I said on Twitter that sounds like the kind of thing I would make up to make fun of them. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, but now before we get into today's topic, Rich, the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame, the 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 people have spoken. The audience of Wrestling McConse they love anime talk, and oh, God. I was worried you would be a you, you wouldn't be like a great guest for that. But when you came to me and said, "John, I volunteer to watch all 200 episodes of Sailor Moon." Mm-hmm. Before I come on, I was like, "Rich, that's a lot, and you got a lot of stuff to do this week with aw NXT and everything." Are you sure? And you're like, "John, I I will do it." So, Rich, let's go. What's your thoughts on all 200 episodes of Sailor Moon? Oh, I don't. Can I do it?
0: Because <laughs> we got to get to the main topic here. I mean, I think you got to bring me back on another time uh, to okay. talk about that because there's too much. But I will tell you uh, definitively. Uh, that Sailor Moon uh, was originally translated as Pretty Soldier Sailor Moon, and then later as Pretty. Go- I'm just reading the Wikipedia. I don't know anything <laughs> about uh, Sailor Moon. I I know of Sailor Moon, but I can't say that I've ever actually like sat down and watched <laughs> an episode of uh, of Sailor Moon. And I'm not I'm not anti anime. I just have never really. I've just never had a chance to really get into it. There there was a time like in my my teens where I watched a little bit here and there, but nothing like d- where I can definitively say like, oh, I I you know I really consumed anime, and I don't even. Well, remember what you watch, Rich? There I don't know, even know if happening. I remember because I remember well. So. Cartoon Network used to show it pretty often. Am they I,
1: showed they had like a whole block called Tsunami. Yeah, yeah
0: so I forget yeah, what was whatever was on there. Because I would Dragon watch Tsunami Roll. every so often. There was some Gundam show, I think.
1: Oh, did you watch Gundam Wing? That was like my jam. Yeah, like I think I watched thing. a little bit of
0: Gundam Wing. Um that was
1: like the first thing that got me in anime, basically. See, the yeah. problem is my like
0: my brain space is removed it. So I remember Tsunami. So thank you for for remembering that. I do remember Gundam. Um, I watched a lot of the Pokemon cartoon series. Does that count?
1: <laughs> Pokemon is an anime. There sure. we go.
0: All right, I watched a lot of the Pokemon it's, series. It's a yeah.
1: Japanese animated program.
0: What about GI Joe? Are you counting GI Joe? Uh, in the teenage no, Duh, the
1: because <laughs> because they that's more like the animated an American program. Mm-hmm. This is like Pokemon at least was like a got it. Um, like a, an anime, yeah. Okay. Like well, a, then a, I can
0: talk about Pokemon. I like
1: I can talk about. Give me all about. Give me your Pokemon Ash, thoughts. Ash and
0: Brock and Misty and all the crew and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Did anything this definitively happen in any of those episodes? I actually, didn't they? They popped up on Netflix not that long ago. I do thinking, you know?
1: I, do you know Ash just became the Pokemon champion? Like, I saw that. Yeah, last, finally. Like last
0: month. That's good. Yeah, he's I'm a like, wow, loser. The Hiroki of <laughs> Pokemon finally <laughs> finally gets his win after what twenty two years or whatever. I'm trying. Yeah, to. I'm like, buddy. <laughs> Give I, it
1: get, up, I, yeah. become, I become Pokemon League Champion every fucking game and you're yeah. taking twenty-two years. He should have uh, let
0: that fucking he should have let Pikachu become a Raichu. That's his problem. Yeah. He was like, No, Pikachu, I want you to be Pikachu. <laughs> it's like, fuck, Raichu's better, man. Let it be Raichu. So That's I don't true. know if that actually saw its way through. I know in the show uh, he turned into Raichu and then he didn't like it and he de evolved him or whatever. But um I don't know. But again, that would have helped him win some leagues if he had fucking Raichu instead of Pikachu. That's but true. You know, whatever, That's whatever. That, you do you, Ash. Point. So
1: that's a good point. You have to say you have to say that Ash could have done better with his evolution. His selection
0: was terrible, yeah. His, his yeah. evolution patterns were pretty terrible too. So, yeah. He's got too much yeah. loyalty. You, get, you can't have loyalty, you know what I mean? Like that. And that's gotta, I do that in the game too. I'm like, yeah, well, this is a great Pokémon, but it's time to evolve. So, let's go, man. Like let's move off. <laughs> let's, you know
1: uh you done good but i found a much better water type so you're exactly to, right
0: so you're you're, you're, you're going to, the, yeah.
1: to the pc prison which is very weird <laughs> it, <laughs> it is it is always weird it's like okay well enjoy the computer
0: yeah enjoy <laughs> your ball inside the computer you loser so see so yeah, i got new pokemon
1: <laughs> <laughs> It's like okay uh but yes yeah, so i mean that's your big anime reference i'm not gonna hate uh you know it's a good show, I guess. I haven't watched it in many, many years. It's one of those things where I can't believe it's still going. Like, the, the big one to me is... Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of a show called One Piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that show's been going on for, like, again, the manga and the show for years and years and years. And it's like the entire point is they're looking for this thing called the One Piece. And it's always like,
0: how haven't they found it by now? <laughs> really bad. You're really bad at doing this. So.
1: There, was, there was, like, re- I can't remember when, like, a few... I feel like it was a few years ago. Without the the manga
0: author was like we're ha-
1: we're more than halfway done. Everybody was like just halfway. Like what the fuck? But whatever, I guess you know. Well, I
0: did watch also to, to, to give me some a little bit more credit. Um, oh, maybe it wasn't Samurai. Was it Samurai Champlain? There was a I, somebody w- made me watch a baseball episode of some anime. Um, I don't remember if it was Samurai Champlain or something else, but. There you go. <laughs> That's my other one. I'm trying to remember what it was, and now I don't know off the top of my head remember. Well, that probably
1: that uh, probably that sounds vaguely familiar. So.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. I watched that and I enjoyed it, and then I watched like a two or more awesome. episodes of Samurai Champloo, and I was like, eh, I don't know if I enjoy this other one. I I don't hate. Here's the thing: I don't dislike anime. I just don't have. I already have so much to watch that like I just don't have time to watch that too. And I just never, for whatever reason, it never clicked with me. But it's like I appreciate it and I like it and I I love the art styles. I love you know the approach that anime take. It's just like. I just never had a chance to really sit down and watch a ton of them, except for the 200 Sailor Moons I talked about. I I watched, (laughs) but we don't have time for that. So
1: I can give you many recommendations. (laughs) I have enough to to. consume already. It's fine. Uh, I only, only, all I watch is basically at this point anime and pro wrestling show. So I don't really have anything else uh, on my plate viewing wise. So. Uh, What are you going to do? You watch the NBA, so that takes up a lot. Exactly. I
0: watch NBA. I watch baseball. I I, I haven't watched a movie in like three years. I just watch wrestling. Yeah, I
1: haven't watched any fucking movie. Like, who time for that? Yeah, exactly. Three hours, get out of here. I used to watch a lot of hockey, and now it's like, well, now I got no time because there's so much wrestling. But um, all right. So today's topic, actual topic, the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. As you mentioned, two years ago, you were on here to discuss it. Last year, we didn't do an episode. I don't even remember why. I guess I just didn't feel like it. But this year, we are back with the Observer Hall of Fame talk. Um, I already did an article on Japan on the Voices of the Wrestling website, which I plugged a few weeks ago. But to remind people, um, that's on VoicesofWrestling.com. If you go to – oh, God. If you go to columns, I think there's like a whole – like yeah, observer Hall of Fame section.
0: there is. And I put it up in the main site, too. So if you just go to voice and scroll down a little bit, you should be able to. See, there's a whole little like pocket there uh, of everything that we are going to do. Uh, Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame related will be in that little pocket. So you just scroll down maybe like, you know, three boxes, I want to say from the top and, and it'll be right there. i will say Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame latest and your, your articles right there with fantastic articles. Well, people should definitely check that out. I also have a few other ones. Uh, on there as well so yeah you you just scroll down a few little boxes on voice wrestling.com the main page you should be able to see it pretty easily so
1: so yeah the japan i did did that on the japan list which we're going to talk about all those japan candidates we're also going to talk about modern u.s and canada and a little bit of non-wrestlers too uh we're not going to talk about historical u.s canada europe or mexico because rich and i have no fucking clue so i mean like we could tell you Uh, You know, we could read to you from like uh I don't know Enrique Torres's uh Wikipedia page, but other than that, I don't really know what (laughs) what insight we can really. Yeah, I was really I
0: was really I mean I got out here ready for your Sputnik Monroe uh takes, but I (laughs) guess I'm not gonna get those, so that's fine. Whatever. Uh,
1: So let's start with modern US and Canada. Now I'm gonna um make a very general statement, Reg, and you can tell me if you agree or disagree. The quality of candidates in modern US and Canada is far inferior to the quality of candidates in Japan this year.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Going through this list right now of, of the people that are on the modern, you know, U.S. and Canada, which I'm, I'm sure you'll run down here in a bit, but I'll just kind of generally, um, yeah. Off the top of my head, I don't know. Like, it, it, you know, I have a vote uh, in, in the Hall of Fame, and I mean, I might, I might go no votes. I like it is a real, real, real hard case to make for for almost any one of these guys here. There's there's a few, obviously, like Junker Daw. We're going to talk about. He's a guy that I've. I've you know, f- had some some inklings about maybe voting for, and people have sort of tried to convince me and whatnot. So that's one I'll I'll, I'll buy. Like you know, we're going to talk about Goldberg here in a bit. He's the guy that I will listen to an argument for. I don't know if I'm I'm there quite yet with Goldberg, but other than that, really, I mean, I don't know that I'm with anybody else on this ballot. And it is it, it's strange. Like Sergeant Slaughter, maybe is another guy I would think of, but these are all guys that like. I'm not voting, I mean, like, definitively, I'm not saying, like, boom, definitely voting for this guy, definitely voting for this guy, definitely voting for this guy, and that's not really been the case for modern U.S. and Canada. It's been pretty easy for me to just say, hey, these two people or these three people I'm going to vote for this year, but this year, I don't want to have a no vote, because I feel like that kind of stinks, but, like, I don't know that any of these guys really jump off the page for me a- a- as being no-doubt candidates uh, for this year's Observer ballot, so, yeah, it's, it's a tough, tough year, and, yeah, Japan is is loaded, so um, more, more of my votes might go uh, in Japan than, than modern U.S. and Canada, almost Almost guaranteed that more votes will go in Japan, uh, minor US and Canada, because yeah, it's just I, I don't see a ton in the, in this ballot this year.
1: Yeah, Japan I think has a bunch, has, has like at least I would say two, maybe three that I think should be locked. and then US I don't think has any really. I mean the the closest to a lock for me if I if I had a ballot, which Dave Meltzer, if you are happy to listen, <laughs> you I should will give it hey, look.
0: You have you have written an article. <laughs> You're doing this podcast. I will. I, I think I did it last year, as well. We'll do it again. I will. I will forward your name. Uh, I will let you know. And th- and that's the thing too. Anybody who ever wants to get a ballot, and if you're thinking, oh, I, I'd like to be involved in this or whatever, write something about the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. We are more than happy to <laughs> to host that. But if you want a ballot, write something about it, study it, do something, and get it published. And that is how you. That's how I got. I just kept writing shit about the hall of fame. People kept saying, hey, Rich is writing stuff about the Hall of Fame. Give him a ballot. And eventually I got a ballot. So so that is really what it takes. Is you can't just kind of sit and wait for him to send yeah. you one. You got to be proactive about it. You got to say, him. hey, I'm interested in you know the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. Can I have a ba-? like you, you got to go out there and and do something with it. So whether it's being on a podcast, writing something, doing something like that, you got to be proactive about it or else, you know, there's no way he's going to get you on there. So I will try again. I'm not going to say it's a guarantee. I mean we asked <laughs> we basically begged for Joe Gagne to get on there for like 10 years. And eventually he got on there. Um, so it, it's not easy and it might not be immediate, but, um, it, it it's just, you got to be persistent. So
1: I'm pretty sure Dylan Hales asked for me too or something. Yeah. He's and gonna, you need like friendly. four or five different
0: people yeah. to be like, Hey, put this guy on and Eventually he's
1: like, "All right." I mean, it's possible. Like, it's possible. Dave Meltzer just doesn't like me. That's is, very, know. very
0: possible too. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, it's, he wouldn't be alone though. I mean, let's be honest. So.
1: <laughs> wow. I'm just saying. No,
0: rich out <laughs> here hating.
1: No, it's I like true. You. I mean, look, there's, there's a bunch of, there is a bunch of people that don't like me. That's very true. Um, Let's talk then about the U.S.-Canada candidates. We're going to start with the guy who I actually – you mentioned him, and I think he might be the strongest candidate on this ballot. He's the only one I think I would probably vote for if I had a ballot, and that is Bill Goldberg. Uh, It's his third year on the ballot. He got 31% last year. That was almost identical to his first year in 2017 when he got 30%. Uh, We should mention, since we haven't said that yet, you need 60% to go in. Um, which seems important to mention. Um, But yeah, Goldberg, you know, I think as far as like a guy who is like to the standard definition of a hall of fame, like you're a very famous person. I think he clearly fits that, uh, that criteria more than almost anybody else on this list. Like people clearly know who he is. People clearly are aware of Bill Goldberg in a way that they might not be aware of, you know, Randy Orton, for instance. And, if anything, I think he really added to his case with that return because he, you know, he felt like such a big deal, even as an older wrestler, you know, and, and has continued to feel like a big deal every time they bring him back. That I just, I think that really strengthened his candidacy, of course, the big weakness for him is always going to be longevity. You know, it was really, you're really talking about, I don't know, I've heard people say it's like two years, it's really like a year. Yeah, I think you and I—I I,
0: I think you and I went through that uh, two years ago. We were like, you know, people bring up like two, three years or whatever. But really, when you break it down, like really look at it, it is—it's like a year and a half between injuries and, and and basically WCW not being effective anymore and him not being effective anymore. It's—it's it's very tight. It is very very tight window there uh, for his longevity. Yeah. So sorry not to not to interrupt there, but yeah, I, remember, I think that was you and I that maybe went through that. I forget if if it was or
1: not. Yeah, well, I mean, like he he really gets over in like you know, like March 98, I want to say, mm-hmm. and he's done like as a draw by like, I don't know, like summer 99. So you're talking like barely more than a year, but yeah, I mean, like it's a, it's a very, it, it's a very interesting candidacy because of that. It's like a very short window, but like in that short window, he was everywhere. Like he was, you know, the closest w ever had was Steve Austin. And you know if you didn't grow up in that period, I mean he was on the fucking tonight show constantly. Like you could not escape
0: Bill Goldberg. TV at that guy time. A cover of TV the guy, TV which guy. is a huge deal. Like I know it's like yeah. as hilarious as that is. Like, who fucking cares who's on the cover of TV Guide? Like, that was a gigantic deal being on the cover of TV Guy. That was huge. Yeah. Every person at every grocery store then saw that person, and everybody that got it delivered to their house, which was many, many people, saw that guy. And they were the cover story then of that that TV guide. So like that. In, in, to anybody under the age of like 25 they're like who fucking cares who was on the cover of tv guy but that was everything that was like holy yeah. shit what a moment but there was
1: there was a time in the long long ago when you couldn't just hit a button on your tv and just see every single goddamn thing that's on television <laughs> on like a digital guide you had to like flip through a book it's it's kind of crazy but like you and i are right in that age where we're like probably the last people born who who actually had to use a physical tv guide for sure
0: Uh, oh absolutely
1: yeah um but yeah bill goldberg big deal i could definitely see voting for him i i totally understand the argument against him too but if anything i think he's really added to his candidacy in the last few years in wwe what do you think rich
0: yeah so and and real quickly i should mention as well that if if people kind of want a primer on on the observer i did a a write-up uh, for the website. So you can go to voice wrestling.com, scroll down to that wrestling observer hall of fame section. I have like all the candidates listed and all the kind of the rules. Cause like we could go over that again, but I feel like it's kind of annoying every time that like ever we talk about that. And, and I do it too. Every time I talk about the observer hall of fame, I go through every one of the rules and like, let's just assume that either people know, or if you don't know, go to the website and you can find out about it. So we don't have to do everything again. But yeah, 60% is, is, is the threshold again. And there's a bunch of other nuances of when you're on the ballot and when you fall off the ballot and all that other stuff. But at the at its core, 60% gets the end. That's all you need to know. But um, anyway, as far as Goldberg, he's a guy that I, I've, I've wavered on. I have not voted for him in the past. Uh, as you said, he only got 31% last year. But he's one of the guys that I look at now, given how this ballot in the modern U.S. and Canada is and how it's looking right now. And it's not to say because the rest of the ballot is worse that now Goldberg looks better. But he's a guy that I've now been able to give a little bit more thought to as I see and I go, OK, look, no on this guy, no on this guy, no on that guy. But he's one of my maybe. So I'm like, all right, let me let me think about this a little bit more. Let me think about Goldberg a bit. And and I'll tell you, it, his his case is growing on me a little bit. And, and one of the reasons why it's growing on me is this last year I went through and I watched the uh, the last, what, three months or so of, of, of WCW episodes, uh, WCW Nitro episodes uh, for the death of w, uh, WCW series on uh, Patreon.com slash Voice Wrestling store. It's all about the final days of WCW and going through and watching that and realizing that even until those dying days, something would happen. A bunch of heels would come in and do a bunch of bullshit and the crowd would chant Goldberg, 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 and he never came back. They always tease Goldberg's coming back and the crowd would go nuts and he wouldn't come back. Somebody would get beat up and everybody would chant Goldberg. It was like, they had a guy here. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, like, yes, you know, in terms of like an actual draw, it probably was like you said, March 98 to God, you know, January, February or whatever, 1999, pretty much finger poke of doom afterwards. And then midway through 99, he's, you know, he's getting hurt and he's out forever. And then by 2000, it's, it's WCW is what they are. And like, you can't not count that, you know, you can't just say, well, he would have been better if WCW wasn't the way they were, but it's like, they still had him. He was still a thing at, even to the dying days of WCW. They were just so fucking terrible at doing, at doing anything that they couldn't capitalize it. And they didn't realize what they had. And they couldn't wait to beat him. They couldn't wait to turn him a heel. They couldn't wait to just fuck everything up with with Goldberg. But it's it, it tough. But that's not going to extend his longevity. And even if it did, even if we said, okay, well, he's March 1998 until March 2001, even though he's injured half that time and not even around half that time. Even if we do that, that longevity is not quite there. It's still a little tough to do that. The, the first WWE run is is trash. That did nothing. It was awful. He was bad. It's just that that's a terrible run that that run did not help him at all. But these runs now and every time he's kind of come back ever since you see just how important he is and how big of a star he was and how much he does kind of click with audiences still to this day. He comes out, Yeah, the 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 series with Goldberg, you know, a few years ago. That stuff's really cool. He comes back and and does the stuff with Dolph Ziggler, whatnot. He comes in and he's the biggest guy. He's the most over guy in the entire show. Again, that might also be because some of (laughs) these terrible creating stars. But still, like, it it speaks to the fact that he has that profound effect that you mention Goldberg, you show Goldberg, you see Goldberg, and you go, oh, it's fucking Goldberg. Goldberg's a big goddamn deal. And it's like, all right, cool. Like, that that is that enough for a Hall of Fame case? I, I don't think so. I don't think like I I don't know that I'm voting for him this year, but I'm at least going to try to give it a little bit more thought this year. The the problem for him, though, is, you know, the criteria of the Hall of Fame is is, you know, great in ring, great drawing and then like positive influence on on, or, you know, significant influence or whatever on on the industry. Uh, You know, the great in ring, like I like Goldberg's matches, but I don't know that you can really argue that like, you know. He's
1: He's a whole
0: I mean, yeah, he's able to do exactly what he was able to do. But anytime you kind of got him out of that comfort zone of like, hey, I do a bunch of moves to you and it's over in 30 seconds. Like it kind of all falls apart. And that was the problem with the first WWE run is they try to make him like a guy on the roster. And it was like, no, he's not good. Like, don't do that. Like, he can't have 25 minute Triple H matches with you. So th- don't do that. Um, in subsequent ones, they figured it out and said, hey, fuck it. He comes out and he spears guys and he beats him in five minutes. There you go. Done. Um, so the in ring isn't quite there. The draw, I, I think I think, you know, you gotta make a case for that. I mean, in terms of the stuff at the Georgia Dome, you know, that, that big Nitro selling out the Georgia Dome, like you said, getting on the TV guy being like the biggest star, like the biggest star at WCW had. Like you couldn't go a lot of places without seeing people in Goldberg shirts at, at the time. I, I owned like three or four Goldberg shirts at the time. And it's like, yeah, it was a short run, but it was a significant and a profound run. So I think you can make a case on the on the drawing end for, for Goldberg. The influence thing and the and the you know the positive is significant influence. I don't know. I like yes, he's a guy that everybody knows. He's a guy that Here's like a I casual would fan would know. But yeah, I don't know. I it, it's tough. Can
1: I make an influence case real quick? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I feel like they were a million Goldberg clones. Like I feel like there's a they were just a mil- like the, that image of like the the bald head like sort of like I feel like that's that, I saw that on the indies a million times. Yeah, oh for sure. And, and Ryback. I mean, that, honestly, that's and another Ryback, guy too. Goldberg. But even Batista kind yeah. of. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I feel like I feel like Goldberg, if you want to argue that's not a positive influence, I guess you could. But I feel like there were definitely a lot of Goldberg clones. I don't know. Like to me, he is clearly I I actually don't even think it's arguable that he's a Hall of Fame level draw. If you want to argue like uh the longevity or whatever, but I just think he's like he reaches that level of star where you're such a big star that you almost don't need the longevity. Um like you're just, you know, like a supernova draw or something. Like you burned up really quick, but you were such a big deal. Um, But then obviously the end ring, it, he he falls very short. And, you know, we you can have a, a more macro discussion and be like, well, you know, they don't treat these two things as equal when a lot of voters don't treat these two things as equal mm-hmm. when they really should. But like, I almost think the influence is enough to kind of, you know, if you want to say maybe he, may, he meets two of the three criteria and that's enough to get him in. You could do that, or you could just say he's like just such a big, he was such a big star during his heyday that, you know, he just squeaks over the line for you. But I don't know. To me, I would rather be at least like he is to me bona fide hall of favor in at least one of the three categories where the rest of this, the rest of these wrestlers on this list are not, you know, a bona fide hall of Famer in any category, really.
0: Right. So. Yeah. If you're looking to like, I don't want to have no votes in this category. Like he's definitely a guy that, that, but again, like that, you probably shouldn't vote that way either. You shouldn't say, well, all these other guys suck and I might as well vote for somebody. <laughs> so I guess I'll vote for Gober, but I'm going to give a thought to him. He's one of the guys that I put a little check Mark next to of like, Hey, don't immediately discount him. Let's talk about him at least a little bit.
1: Yeah. All right, so up next, CM Punk. This will be his sixth year on the ballot. He got 12% last year. So another thing we should mention too, I guess we can keep revealing the rules as we go along, is if you get 10% or is it under 10% or 10% or less? I I
0: believe it's under 10%.
1: Okay, so if you get under 10%, you get knocked off the ballot. That happened to a bunch of people last year, including I know Samoa Joe. Um, Who else got dropped? Vampiro. Uh, You know, a bunch of people got dropped last year. Um, but yeah, so if you're under 10%, you get dropped. Um, so you know, CM Punk, he's much closer to getting dropped than he is to getting in. Uh, he had 12% last year, that was actually down 12% from the previous year, which was 24% in 2017. That's that was actually his peak since he got on the ballot. he's never been particularly close. Uh, and he debuted at 19% in 2014. Punk is kind of going in the wrong direction here. I don't think it's that surprising considering he, um, you know. Obviously has not done anything in wrestling since he left WWE in, God, 2016, right? Was Rumble 2016, I
0: think? Uh No, I think it was even earlier than that, wasn't it? Oh. Wasn't it 14, I want to say? Oh,
1: yeah, I think you're right. Maybe even earlier than that. Uh, I, I, no, it's I think been, 14. It's I been think a, 14. It's been a long fucking time. You're right. I keep, I always, It always seems like it's, it hasn't been that long, but yeah, we're we're all getting close to death, basically. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 2014. Yeah, there okay. we go, Rumble 2014. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, he hasn't done anything in wrestling since then. Obviously, he went to UFC, which can help some candidates. I like can help Brock Lesnar, but it sure didn't help him. Um, But, yeah, I mean, like, he needs – he feels like he needs to – if he can, like, stay above 10%, you know, it feels like a return to wrestling is probably going to happen. So maybe he can, you know, really, like, earn himself back on – into people's good graces a little bit more with uh with a good run but yeah i don't know like the, the case on cm punk is really soured can you give me your best cm punk case rich yeah
0: can... well i mean many years ago i, I wrote an article and I, I basically when i first got a ballot i, I was a punk voter because this was like in 2014 like right as he was yeah. he was still hot and right as he had left WWE, and at that time it felt like holy shit this guy is like he just came off an incredibly hot run uh, you know, in, in WWE, he's the talk of the wrestling business. Like, he's leaving now, and my god, the world is his oyster, and he can do anything he wants, and all that sort of stuff. And and now it's 2019, and like, he just kind of sucked at UFC. He was, you know, uh, kind of a draw there, but like, just an awful fighter, weighing over his head. Uh, he hasn't really. Latched on with any pro wrestling company, and now there's rumors that he's just going to find his way back. You know, in in terms of starting at the Fox Show and then probably just work his way back up to WWE at some point again. And it's just like it all feels like, oh man, like this guy. And this is this is a huge reason why I don't like voting for guys when they're in the midst of their career still. I'm going to talk about it when we go to Japan as well. And not that I don't. And, and people always say, well, like just think of a guy. Like if he retired today, would he go in? And I'm like, yeah, yeah a lot of guys would. Like CM Punk, I think if CM Punk in 2014 said, "Fuck it, I'm out. I'm never wrestling again." You know, which he essentially kind of said, but we all were like, ah, now nah, he's lying. He'll be back some way or for, you know, it, you know, in that case, I maybe would have said that I would have said, yeah, you know, punk is coming off a huge run. I love his in ring record, all of all this, but this is why I think you need to kind of wait and see what happens because guys can, can, can negatively affect their case as well. And that I think is absolutely happened with CM Punk in terms of, of, you know, what he's done. To friends, you know, former friends and and, and and allies, which is not insignificant either. I mean, this is voted on by fellow wrestlers. This is voted on by people that are in locker rooms and all that sort of stuff. I mean, there's, there's, there's no question that he has probably not endeared himself very well to a lot of former wrestlers. You can see it in the drops. I mean, he is down, you know, 10% from where he was three years ago. And he's down twelve percent from where it was last year. Like he has had precipitous drop in terms of where he's been. And I think it's a lot of it is because it's like, no, nah, this guy's kind of an asshole. Like you know, and that you shouldn't play that game with the Hall of Fame. But it, it, it's part of it. Like these people, you know, you sit down, you make your ballot and you think about guys that deserve to go in. And if like you don't like a guy and you think the guy's kind of a, 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 a dick or he's he's screwed over one of your friends or he's done all this sort of stuff, it's going to negatively affect you. And I think that's a big thing that's happened with Punk too. Is that like he hasn't done anything in wrestling. The UFC thing was a miserable failure. He didn't, you know, he. Talked to big game about how he's gonna you know change wrestling and do all this sort of stuff and and speak out against the man and all he really did was just kind of fuck around in UFC and now he's just going back so a lot of the stuff that you were sort of hoping to get out of CM Punk and kind of projecting with CM Punk never really happened and that's a big reason why I like kind of like waiting for these things and and, and waiting and seeing before you vote a guy in you know in the midst of their career because Punk had a much better case you know four years ago than he has today and and that's it's strange to say that. But it really is the case i think he's negatively affected his his case and we see that in the numbers as well so i'd love to make a case for cm punk like i you know great in-ring wrestler one of my favorite ring wrestlers ever a profound you know big star quote unquote for for a few years but i don't know if that's enough to make a case for him you, you know i i think if he did go in he'd be at this point one of the weaker guys uh to ever go in because yeah the longevity is just really I guess not quite there, I guess if you count some of the ring of honor stuff and it's hard to really tell if he was a big draw in ring of honor, it's hard to really tell anybody that was a big draw in ring of honor. And, and yeah, the in ring stuff was, was fantastic. I think he had a really good run, you know, in, in, in WWE and, and in ring of honor and and, and whatnot, but I don't know if that's enough to make his case there. So no, I mean, this is a guy who I thought, you know, at the time four or five years ago had a profound effect on wrestling, but now we kind of see that he really doesn't. So I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a good case for CM Punk, and I, I I will not be voting for him this year.
1: Can either. you imagine like an if you imagine like an alternate universe where he leaves WWE and like latches on with Ring of Honor or New Japan or something? Like imagine if he's Cody, basically. Right, and that's what I thought. Like, I
0: mean, he was Cody before Cody, and that that's where I say like in 2014 if you weren't around for this if you weren't following that was the idea as punk is leaving WWE once he gets out of this contract this guy this world he can do anything in wrestling and he's going to be able to 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 bring his you know aura and star power to any company he wants to bring it to and then he chose yeah. ufc and it was like all right cool he's gonna have fun in ufc <laughs> or whatever but then when he's done with that he's gonna go and do and but like and now we're here and it's just like oh i guess you're just gonna do a studio show for WWE then okay cool all right well see ya and it's just like it's weird like maybe that's me projecting my sort of thoughts on him and and what i wanted him to do and maybe that wasn't fair but like he felt like such a hot star at that time and now he feels like just a dude that that like i i don't know
1: i just think if you were if if you basically give him cody's post WWE career like there's no argument to me right now for cody for the hall of fame right right but like but like cm punk has that history in ring of honor and wwe so if he then that cody does not have so if he then leaves wwe and does what cody did after wwe you know then you, he would have a real case here he'd be like oh wow. no doubt he was, yeah 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 sure. he was like a big star in wwe then he left wwe and he fucking revolutionized wrestling it's like no he just left wwe and got his ass kicked, you know, and now he's uh gonna go do some talking for fox sports i mean look even if he goes back the, the only thing I can see is if he goes back to WWE, is like, a huge difference maker. Like, you know, he's in a WrestleMania main event, and he's, like, you know, he's, like, another Brock where, like, you know, they only use him sometimes. But he's, you know, clearly a bigger star than anybody on the roster every time he appears. I'm sure that will help him. But even then, I don't know if I would vote for him. Yeah,
0: time. for sure. I just feel like he
1: wasted too many... And then, he wasted too many years.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. He, he like six years of his prime were just wasted in doing nothing, and it's just like, oh, okay. Like, and, and that's what I say is like, yeah. W- without those six years at that point, you're like, oh man, this guy's got the trajectory, he's got the you know the aura around him, and then like six years of nothing, and and really in some cases negative, you know, uh, you know, energy put towards your wrestling career is is gonna hurt your ballot, and that's why you know he's a guy that if he had gotten in, you know, in 2014. Now people would kind of look and go, oh, geez, what a terrible you know addition to the Hall of Fame to put CM Punk in there. But it wasn't it wasn't as insane as it, it, it feels at that time too. And and that's where I do make the case that I think guys can't hurt the Wrestling Observer. I, I think they can't hurt their Hall of Fame status by having a couple bad years or some really really bad years. So yeah,
1: yeah. here's what, the other thing I want to mention too because we haven't talked a lot about predictions. I think he will go up this year because I think his name has been in the news so much that I I actually don't think he'll drop off the ballot. I think he'll get back to, like, 20%. Mm -hmm. I I would would guess that, too. Yeah, but I don't think he'll actually get in or really even come close. Uh, Edge, up next, this will be his 11th year on the ballot. Uh, He received 50% of the vote. So is he... in? What is the, the thing again? So you have to get fifty. 50 uh, the fifteen going?
0: fifty. So he's got uh, he's 15. got a few more years. Till okay. that Yeah, fifteen years so, on the yeah. ballot. If you don't get over fifty percent after that fifteen years, then then you're off the ballot. So so he's good for right now. But okay.
1: But he got exactly fifty percent last year anyway. So he's very close to getting in. Uh, that was up one percent from the previous year when he got forty nine percent. That was also his all time peak uh, of fifty percent. So you know he debuted at twenty two percent in two thousand nine. Edge is a guy who's clearly helped by, you know, the Dave Meltzer clearly wants him in. Dave Meltzer loves him some Edge. You always say an Edge in a ladder match, man. <laughs> it's like, it's <laughs> There's pretty, nothing he it's loves pretty, more. Yeah, nothing he loves more. Um, I I don't really um, I don't really see the case, honestly for for Edge. Um, I you know he was a he was a good heel, you know in the. Uh, in his, in his time, you know, like he, what he was a good heel in, in like a good, like, uh, you know, you know, antagonistic up against John Cena, but I don't, I just, it, it, he never really struck me as like a hall of famer. I don't know. Do you, do you disagree with me on this? Do yeah, you think I, edge I'm is right like... with
0: you? Yeah. I'm right with you on that. It, it It's a guy that you can never really quite get it. And, and, and I've kind of done some research on it. I've done some studying on it and trying to see like, all right, let, let me see this case for edge. And I, I, I liked Edge. You know, I, I was a big fan, of Edge, but at no point did I ever think he was like a Hall of Famer, and, and and most of his best matches, he's one of six guys in there, he's one of eight guys, you know what I mean? Like that, he's the, the top matches that Edge is in are are usually also involving the Hardys and also involving the, the the Dudleys or whatnot, and and he had some good singles matches in terms of stuff with like Cena and 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 some other ones here and there that, he, that that were solid enough matches, but yeah, in terms of like a draw, I mean, I don't know that you can really make a case for that. It was you know. He had sex with Alita on Raw, and that had a lot of ratings. But I don't know, like that was one segment, and I don't know if that was the one that really is. I'm going to say like, hey, he's definitely a draw because people wanted to see, you know, his girlfriend naked. So that's, I, I you know, I don't know. I guess you can count that as as, as one thing. But um, no, I don't. Yeah, it, it, the case for him is a little loose. It, it's really, I, I don't know. I got he his case is based off the fact that he was a big deal in WWE for so many years, and and that's going to be one of the issues we're talking about a guy with like a Randy Orton too. Is it's like. How much stock do we give in? Like this guy was perceived and pushed as a big star, but was he really a big star? Was Edge really anything, or was he just a 19-time world champion because, like, that's just what they did and, and they they liked him and they booked him for it? But was he ever was he ever a, a business mover? Or was he just there for a while? Was he just a guy pushed for a while? And that's you know one of the criteria that Dave mentions as well is like you know longevity is one thing if you have you know a hot few years or whatever that can count, but like being around for a long time and just being like fine isn't a case either. And that's where and I, can I begin to, with that w- too. Yeah,
1: I want to mention this too because you mentioned. I, I'm glad you mentioned the 19 time world champion. You have to, if you're like talking about WWE and you know you're you're talking about people after like 2001, you have to be honest with what that means. You have to like basically you you cannot bring that up as a criteria right. for a Hall of Fame. the fact like the world title, the world titles. You know, first of all, there were two of them after 2001 for most of the period, you know, just like there are now again. And like, the, it just doesn't mean anything. Like it doesn't, it, it means like you, it means like they decided to make him world champion. That's, that's it. Like, it doesn't mean that the guy was the biggest draw. It doesn't mean that he, you know, really meant anything for business. It's just a thing that they did. I mean, fucking Jack Swagger was world champion at one point. That's all the one I always love to bring up because there's no way you can ever make any case that Jack Swagger was ever, the biggest star in world wrestling entertainment, but he was a world heavyweight champion at one point. And, you know, you just have to be, we all have to be honest with what that means in a modern WWE context. It it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, exactly.
0: So yeah, you can, you can have, yeah, the the fact that you have X amount of world time. I mean, it's irrelevant. It's just, that's what they just titles remove it. Like back in the day, used to be, Hey, we've bestowed this man, the world championship, because we believe he'll draw for us and he'll do all this sort of stuff. In the mid 2000s, it was, well, we want Edge to win the title tonight. So Edge is going to win the title tonight. And, and to be clear, tomorrow. And like, yeah.
1: It still means something in Japan. And it still means something. Sure. It might, maybe it'll still mean something in AEW. We don't know yet for them. But like in WWE, it, it doesn't mean anything. Right. And it's I would almost care. argue
0: that like these days, it, it, it's starting to kind of mean something a little bit more again. But like, in the mid 2000s and the late 90s, there's no. I mean, it means absolutely nothing. It, guys yeah. had 15 right. I mean, he is like, if you look at his titles, I mean, Edge is like a a 15 time Intercontinental Champion, an 11 time Tag Champ. Like, he's got all these things, and it's like, yeah, but like, I don't know. He was just there, and that's what they did. So it's like, yeah, yeah it, it, you can't really give you know a, a ton of credit for that. So now Edge Edge is a very loose uh, candidate for me, and I would I would hate to see him go in. And I'm starting to think he might actually go in. Gonna, shares, I, I though, think yeah. he,
1: I think he will. I think he will go in. But th- it's gonna be another bad one, but I think he will go in. I mean, he's a hall of very good. I mean, that's what sure, he is. Absolutely. Yeah, just not a hall of fame. The Hardy Boys. Speaking of Hall of Very Good, <laughs> the first year on the ballot. Um, I will be this is a, this is one of the ones where I just don't see any case at all. Like I don't like Jeff Hardy on his own has more of a case than the Hardy Boys, to me at least. Um, I don't really know what the Hardy Boy case is. I mean, they were, you know, they're they they sold a bunch of merchandise. They were a good tag team in the in the 90s they were influential but they would never um you know they don't have the longevity uh, they were not top stars i mean when they were the you know they like i said they did sell a lot of merch but like they were not pushed as main eventers as, as a tag team you know because that's what they're supposed to be right this is supposed to be the hardy boys as a team you are not supposed right. to be like jeff and matt singles careers so the Hardy Boys of the team, they they almost have no case to me. Like they they sold a bunch of merchandise. That's their case.
0: Absolutely, yeah, know. yeah. This is this is a weird one again. And and Dave's been doing this with a few. He did, you know, we'll talk about it later in the U.S. with Tolly Blanchard and Arn Anderson with J.J. Dillon, which is like another extra caveat uh, to that. And and even in Japan, when we talk about Tenkoji uh, with Tenzan and Kojima, is it's like you have to vote for them as a tag team. And it's like the, if you look at the tag teams that that are in the Observer Hall of Fame right now, it is the teams that are definitively. No one as that. It's it is the Road Warriors, it's the Rock and Roll Express, it's the Midnight Express, it's the guys where you can't split those guys up. Like they, they make sense only together. But David's gotten into this thing now where he puts them these guys both in. And 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 I'll make the case when I talk about Ten Koji, but like I think both guys have a better case separate than they do together. Like I would honestly listen to a case for Jeff Hardy on his own more than I would listen to a case for Jeff and Matt Hardy, the Hardy Boys. I would almost listen to more of a case for Matt Hardy on his own than I will for the Hardy Boys together. So that's one of these weird things where it's like. I think both those guys have good cases if you said, hey, look at Jeff Singles' career. Look at what he did in TNA. Look at the draw that he was here. Look at the single stuff. Oh, and then he also has the tag team. That's cool, too. And then you look at Matt and you go, okay, look at the Broken Matt Hardy stuff. Yeah, everything that Matt's done, and then also the tag team as well. But the problem is when you do the tag team, you can't say, the broken Matt Hardy thing. You can't say Jeff Hardy's run in, in, in TNA. You can't say Jeff Hardy is a champion on SmackDown drawing, you know, pretty big numbers there with CM Punk. It has to be the tag team, and when it has to be the tag team, it's like there's no case for them. There's absolutely no case for them. And honestly, when you talk about longevity, the Hardy boys, you know, I, unless you count their fucking job matches, you know, for for 7 years on WWE TV, like the Hardy boys are what? Like, you know, 3 years. Yeah, like mid-1998 yeah. to 2001 and that's it (laughs) and then that's done and then you know a little bit of a pop-up back you know in TNA and a little pop-up back in in WWE but essentially by 2001 that tag team is is basically done and now those guys are just creating their own sort of resumes on their own so yeah I I think there's absolutely zero case for them as a tag team really weirdly though because there is more of a case for them as single stars so it's it's really strange the way they yeah I would
1: listen I would definitely listen to case for Jeff Hardy especially who I think would have a huge case for influence you know as fun, and along with like maybe in ring or drawing, but yeah, Jeff Hardy I think would have a case, whereas the Hardy boys I, I don't think have a case at all. So uh, the Junkyard Dog, his sixth year on the ballot, he got forty eight percent last year, which was up a lot from thirty one percent the previous year. Uh, that was actually his peak, forty eight percent. He debuted with sixteen percent in twenty fourteen. Um, I don't really have a lot of strong cases, a, a strong takes on the Junkyard Dog. I know this for some people, this is like. I don't know, they're Waterloo or something, wasn't it <laughs> like? They're very like uh especially just going after Dave Meltzer, you know, they're like they they think Dave basically um destroyed his case for all that junk food dog stuff and the observer back in the day. But look, I don't I don't have a lot of strong case takes on him. I didn't grow up watching him. He was just before my time and in territories I didn't watch. so and, I'm, and, you know, as will will be the theme when we go back here, U.S. territorial wrestling, not exactly my wheelhouse. So <laughs> I can't really uh, tell you a ton of takes here. But you got any Junkyard Dog takes, Rich?
0: Yeah, I don't have a ton on on, on Dog. And he's one of those cases, very similar to, like, Big Daddy in Europe, who we're not going to talk about, but where I don't know that I feel 100% responsible or 100%, like, able to say, hey, here's what Junkyard Dog definitely meant to these people at this time or whatever because if you lived in the american south in in the 80s or whatever you lived in louisiana in that area like he is he's a god (laughs) like he is everything he is such a huge deal i have a guy at work who anytime i mention junkyard dog he just and he's from like texas uh he 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 bounced between texas and louisiana or whatever but he was he was prime like mid-south in in that era and like junkyard dog is his like favorite wrestler ever and it's like yeah i can't give you that same sort of understanding of what he means to me because the junker dog that i watched was the guy in wf tv that was like you know fine and he was okay and he was he was kind of, at this point kind of probably already past his peak a little bit and you know obviously the stuff in w stubby was was pretty horrendous as well and and that's at the point where his career was was basically over and you know i've went back and watched the old stuff and yeah it's like yeah good wrestler i mean i can you know, obviously tell the crowd as a, as a connection to him but i feel like he's one that's just so it, it, it's weird because the people that feel passionate like you said he is everything to them and they are just upset that he doesn't get in and they try to sell it to people like me and and, and I listen. I really do. I try to listen. I try to go, yeah, 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 But I can never get in that same mindset. I can't tell myself, yeah, Junkyard Dog was a huge deal because like I just, I don't know. I watch stuff and it doesn't click with me but I wasn't alive in that era. I wasn't living through this. I wasn't going to those shows. I wasn't talking with people at that time. So you try to do your best with this Hall of Fame to kind of wrap yourself around this guy's career and this guy's life and all that sort of stuff and try to say, okay, well, yeah, he, he, he must be because people tell me that he was a big deal. And it's like I, I just don't feel comfortable 100% voting for a junkyard dog at this point because I don't know that I can make the case on my own it's just me telling people that he's got a case and, and that's that's one of those issues that i have so so hopefully because I, I i wouldn't be upset if he made it in you know what i mean like i would not be upset at all if enough people that decided that junkyard dog deserved to go in vote him in i have no problem with that it's just i don't know that i'm going to be one of the people that votes him in just because i don't know that i have a, a, a I, I can wrap my head around how significant he was because it's just you know without living in that era without living in that region at that time it, 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 it's tough to make that case you know i'm i'm from you know chicago and i'm you know 10 years you know i was 10 years you know past him you know his prime by the time i was watching wrestling or whatnot so it's like i, I don't know it, it he's really tough case to make I, I hope he does go in at some point because he is you know profoundly important to a lot of people i just don't know that i'm going to be the guy that's going to vote him in though unfortunately so.
1: yeah and like you and i are about the same age you know i think almost exactly the same age so we both just like and i think we both started watching wrestling around the same time too right like mid-90s yeah exactly so it's like it was just a little before our time. It's people a little bit older probably that, you know, would really know. Uh, Kerry Von Erich, speaking of guys a little before our time probably, eighth year on the ballot. Uh, last year he got 19%, which was up 3% from the previous year. Uh, he's a weird one. He was on 98 and 98.99 uh, where he got 25% in 98. That was like the very first year, I think, they did they did the Observer Hall of Fame. Uh, and that was actually his peak at 25% where he dropped off the following year. Then he was on again 06-07 and dropped off. And now he's on again uh, 2016 through present. Um Kerry Von Eric, I don't know, again, another one that's like I'm not gonna have a ton of takes on. What do you think about Kerry Von Eric?
0: Yeah, he's another guy that like, you know, people make the case again for him. And if you lived in Texas and you're a world-class fan or whatever, the von Erichs and the importance of the von Erics and all that sort of stuff, even with all of that. that he's not making it you know. like even with all of, of that and those people supporting him, you look at his numbers and they're still just not very good because he wasn't a, you know, of all the Von Erichs. Yeah. He, he he maybe had the highest potential peak, but didn't really reach that. And in ring was bad. His promos were bad. Like a lot of the stuff with Kerry was bad. And he, and you know, he did a lot. I mean, he, he, he you know, his, he is a, a, you know, an important figure in wrestling history, but I don't know that he's a guy that deserves inclusion in the wrestling. Observer hall of fame. And, and even people that are, are, you know, of that era that grew up in that era that grew up in ta- that, that do all that sort of stuff. They still have a tough case. You know, they, they have a tough, you know, challenge making a case for, for carry Von Eric. So yeah, I am not voting for Kerry, And I don't, yeah, I, I think he's probably. I don't know if he's going to drop off this year, but I think pretty soon he's, he's probably going to drop off yet again. So. All
1: right. The next one I do have some takes on Randall Orton, his fifth year on the ballot, 35 fucking percent last year, up 12% from the previous year. Uh, he debuted at 15% in 2015, Last year that thirty five percent was his peak. Did you hear that amazing audio Dave Meltzer did where he compared him he he basically compared him to Tipsy and Naito over the course of a bunch of different categories and said Naito is better than every single one at the end I was like, Oh, well, I'm probably gonna vote for Orton though.
0: I'm like, <laughs> I know. I'm
1: like what I'm like, okay, look, I'm gonna try to say this as nice as I can. If you vote for Randy Orton, I, I don't know what you're doing in this fucking hall. Like, what are we doing saying a career like Randy orton here's why Randy orton should be out in a hall of fame if you're if you vote for Randy orton you're basically saying because wwe likes this guy i'm putting him in the hall of fame. right because i don't know what other fucking criteria he has he's not a great worker you know he's he, he's the the king of the three-star match basically and i think even lower in the past few years um you know he's very very boring to the point where i you know people like him because oh you know he he's what wrestling's supposed to be now he's fucking boring and i don't understand like look he had he did have a couple of years where he was really good i'm going to be fair like the the christian matches were really good yeah, yeah 2011 uh, yeah like some of those mark henry matches were like shockingly good uh and i mean i i would i would say that was more mark henry than randy orton but anyway um you know like i I'm not gonna say he's always been terrible, but the last like, I don't know, like fucking five years or something, he has been really bad. Um, and I don't think he was really, you know, in early on. I don't think he was really like those. Go back and watch those Triple H Randy Orton matches. They don't, they don't hold up at all. Um, I'm, I'm talking like his original run. So yeah, M I don't think he's close to Hall of Famer. Drawing, I, I would love to see an argument that he's a Hall of Fame level draw. I've never really seen one that makes any sense as far as like. I don't think he was ever a big ratings mover. No, no. Um, I
0: I did a study many years ago as well. And Dave actually, you know, put that up in the Observer and always talk about it as well, where I went back and looked at a lot of pay-per-view numbers. And, like, early on in Orton's career, there was some noticeable differences. And then, like, by, like, the third John Cena-Randy Orton match, it no longer mattered, and it never mattered again for him. Ever again. Like, it's just... Yeah. And that was, like, I God, what, 2008, 2009? Like, so pretty much from that point till today, like, he has not made any difference whatsoever in in business.
1: And the last thing I'm going to say about influence, if anything, I think he's had a negative influence because yeah. he's been, he's the ultimate poster boy of WWE's whole thing where it's like, well, are you a son of a former wrestler? Come on down. And it's like, it, that's not good. Like, like basically his influence is nepotism. Like, I don't think that's really a, a good thing. So, you know, I just I don't know. I think it's uh, I think it's th- like this is one of the weakest cases. And if he gets in, he will be like up there with like I don't know, fucking Nakamura. It's like one of the worst hall, uh, one of the worst hall of famers in the entire WWE hall and uh, at WWE and the Observer Hall of Fame. He could be a WWE Hall of Famer. Oh, he's, he's a he's a the first ballot WWE Hall of Famer. Yeah, of Fame. but yeah, there's but,
0: no, I, I'm exactly the same. Like yeah, the in ring is and and I probably like some Orton matches more than you do. I liked his early run a little bit more than maybe you did, but there's no question that he's got like 10 years of just like fucking boring as shit matches. And like, these days I actually kind of find them admirable because it's like, this guy knows he's so Teflon and knows that he can just go out there and have the most bullshit boring matches ever. And no one's going to say anything and he's going to get pats on the back as it comes through the curtain. And like, he knows it too. You know what I mean? Like he's not even trying to have great matches anymore. He is well aware that he just has to do the bare minimum exactly what they want. He knows how to play the game perfectly. He's one of the smartest wrestlers, maybe. I mean, maybe maybe okay, if you want to give him some influence category, he's really smart at making that company think that that he is like an important figure in their history like like you know the current thing going on right now where he is basically being like yeah me and cody are friends yeah you know i'd love to work in a like he's never going aw you're kidding i'm sure he called cody and said hey cody i want a new contract can you say you want me and cody's like yeah sure all right dude like so he is basically gonna work his way in and worm his way into like a huge contract with WWE be just by just mentioning the name cody Rhodes. and and that is a masterful job by, by randy orton as well but yeah ultimately though there is absolutely zero case for him in the hall of fame i, I would say other than like he's been around a while <laughs> like that that's his case is like he has been here and he's wrestled a lot of matches over the last you know 15 years or whatever but yeah there's nothing on the draw that you can really point to in-ring even at the best even if you want to make the best possible case for randy orton in-ring like what are you looking at here you're looking at just like 10 <laughs> matches or whatever that that really stand out amongst the pack so you can't really do that and yeah like you said influence or, or, or significance of history i mean if you went and asked your, your your parents who randy orton was they'll have no fucking idea you know <laughs> yeah they have
1: no no one knows who fuck randy orton right, is it's support, if I, if I, it's yeah yeah. Except for us dorks, no one knows the fuck we're exactly. doing. Exactly right, right. And look, like, and the, what I was just thinking about in my head too, by the way. When I said they always push him as a top guy, that's not even true. Didn't he go like three, three or four years without being pushed even close to the main event? Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. They, they, they say, yeah. or not whenever they decide to or whatnot. So yeah, it's not like he's this ungodly dynamo that they just can't resist. It's like yeah, they're just like yeah, we're in Europe now. All right, cool. <laughs> like have a little run here, and and, and yeah, even when he does has have, have those runs and and. Yeah, they're they're not. um, No, I mean this is a guy who who has made no discernible efforts to really stand out amongst the pack uh, over the last fifteen years. So yeah, he he definitely does not deserve inclusion.
1: I'm I'm looking at like I'm looking at like his cage match profile. He was fighting for the U.S. title last year. That's like that's very recent. 2018, fighting for the U.S. title. He was United States champion. I mean, you know, like obviously 2011, he was still a big deal. But like he was, you know, there was that whole period where he was like feuding with his own stable. And you know that I don't know if that was that big a deal. I'm looking at like what he was injured for a while, I guess, because there's a big gap here. I don't know. I mean, he was like kind of just a guy for a while in this in this decade. So you know, obviously, then he turned heel. And then I mean, that that fucking run. Remember the the fucking uh, Daniel Bryan feud run? That was awful. Oh yeah, yeah. Like oh. really, really awful. Like some of the worst stuff they ever done when he was like that authority heel. So I don't know. He, he has no case at all. And I, I just don't, I, if he ever goes in because Dave Meltzer talks him up, it's going to be kind of a tragedy.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So. I'm with you. Rick Martell, his second year on the ballot. He debuted last year at 15%. Not a guy I got a ton of hot takes on again. So give me some hot Rick Martell. Oh, oh, I got
0: none of them. I don't have any of them. Yeah. Um, he's <laughs> fine. I like Rick Martell a lot, but he's not a Hall of Famer. Like, like, Hall yeah. of good, not even very good, like Hall, hall of, of Five. Like, yeah, he was good. Hey, Rick Martel, good dude, Rick
1: Martel, yeah, yeah.
0: Like, I, I like Rick Martell a lot. I like the model a lot. He's just not a hall of Famer. so that's yeah. I, that's that's my hottest of hot takes. There is like, yeah, good dude, that hall of favor. So,
1: Sergeant Slaughter, his 16th year on the ballot. So, he's one who could drop off if he goes under 50%. Mm-hmm. I guess, uh, he had exactly 50% for him last year. So, they did people ride around him to keep him on the ballot at least, but not to get him in that was up nine percent from the previous year uh that was his peak um you know this peak of his 50 percent uh i could definitely see sergeant slaughter i see i understand the case for him even if i didn't you know i wasn't like a huge fan or i didn't you know watch his peak or anything but like he, he's a he's one of those guys like we talked about the the parent test before like your, your dad probably knows who sergeant slaughter is
0: Right, right, for sure. No, he, he's he's definitely a dude that that I have a little uh, kind of a check mark next to, uh, to, to look a little bit more into this year. I mean, he's a guy that, that I was on the fence about voting for last year. I ended up not pulling the trigger on that, but this year is one where I can maybe see myself doing it because yeah, you watch some of his old stuff, and I think that's really really helped. As, as I said, okay, the Sergeant Slaughter that I know and that I watched was like the 1991 Sergeant Slaughter who came back and was was kind of fat and kind of old and just doing stuff with Hogan and the Iraqi thing and, and all that. And that was a complete bomb on, on all levels whatsoever. Well, 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 I will
1: so. say that match with Hogan is like shockingly good.
0: It's okay. It's not bad. But, I but, think but, it, compared to some of those other Hogan
1: matches. Sure. I mean, that, oh,
0: yeah, yeah. And, that, and, that, and that's what I mean. Like that does kind of help a little bit because then you go back and watch the Mold Slaughter stuff, the early 80s stuff. um, you And you see like, fuck, this dude was pretty goddamn good. Like, I don't know if it's enough of an in-ring case, but that helped me say, okay, look, he's not a dud in ring. Like there, there is a case to be made uh, for him in ring. And then you talk about draw and then you could look at some stuff. And he was a guy that that did break through into the mainstream with the GI Joe stuff and, and, and was a big enough deal to at least consider putting on there. Am I saying for sure that I'm going to vote for him? No, but he's definitely a guy that I want to look into a little bit more and I have looked into uh, the past few years. So I'm on the fence about Slaughter, probably leaning a little bit more. Yes, than no. But but I'd like to do a little bit more work here. But but on this ballot, he definitely sticks out. Uh, He's gonna get
1: it. He's gonna get in. I think. Yeah, I think. I I think the rest is about is so fucking weak that I think he and Junkyard Dog are gonna are are both gonna be
0: right. People don't want to write votes on on the category. So if if you're looking at this, like there's a lot of no votes on this that we were talking about. So if you want to at least you know use up your votes and 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 want maybe the big haul as opposed to a small haul, Slaughter is a guy. Slaughter and Junkyard Dog are two guys that I think you know, given where they're at and, and and where they've been. Um, you can make really good cases for them. So, yeah, Slaughter's on my on my short list to to, to go on this year.
1: Uh, Trish Stratus, her third year on the ballot, she debuted at 13% in 2017, was up to 20% last year. Um, she was the one two years ago where we made a little bit of a case for her, and, like, people
0: freaked out. Oh, know. <laughs> Jeez, I'm just trying to say, like, here's my, like, hypothetical case, and people were going absolutely fucking haywire about it. I was like, I'm not going to vote for her. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Uh so I don't know. I don't think we need to do that. Either. Oh yeah. she, no, she's yeah, she was she was influential and stuff. She wasn't you know, she but she's not a Hall of Fame level worker or Hall of Fame level draw, so
0: that's it. Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, we did that two years ago. Go back and listen two years ago for our. Uh, yeah. We went on like 40 minutes about Trish, and that's the only thing anybody remembered from the episode was like, you guys said Trish was good. We're like, no, we didn't. Like, <laughs> we never said that. We never said that. It's one of those things
1: where it's like, I don't know what you listen to, but yeah. sure. We just uh,
0: technically made the case for Trish. <laughs> we didn't make the case for Trish. There's a very big difference there, but yeah. Uh, Tully
1: Blanchard and Arn Anderson with J.J. Dillon. You alluded to this before. Their third year on the ballot. They got 43% last year, which was actually down 2% from their debut the pr- previous year. Um, uh, go ahead and give me the speech on this. because it's, it's a fucking weird one.
0: It's so weird. So so you have to kind of, with the caveat again, similar to Jeff and Matt, is this is Tully Blanchard, not Tully Blanchard, his career. It's Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson. Again, not Arn Anderson's career. Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson. And it has to be with J.J. Dillon as their manager. So, you can't even use the WWF stuff. You can't even use, well, hey, I love the, you know, the, you know, the, everything that the they w- Yeah, exactly. I love the brain <laughs> I love the WWF stuff. Like, you can't use that because that's not what JJ Dillon. So, the fact that they got 43% last year is mind boggling to be because I don't think there's a single case to be made that this team deserves inclusion. And again, Arn Anderson, much stronger candidate on his own. Tolly Blanchard, probably a stronger candidate on his own. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, you're talking about two years these guys wrestled. <laughs> together in NWA with, with you know, uh, you know as their manager. Two years. So in those two years, I I don't know. <laughs> Did they have enough in those two years that you said, oh, definitively they're definitely there? I think it's like less than a hundred matches or something. It's like get out of here. What are you
1: doing? They're they're going to get in because people see them and they're like, oh, that's my childhood. Yeah, basically. Four Horsemen, let's go. And, 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 and it's like don't, yeah. and don't understand that what you're what you're actually voting for. So now I I think they probably will get in. If it's going to be another one of these ridiculous ones. Uh, the Ultimate Warrior, you can tell I, w- I want to get to Japan. Yeah, so for sure. Let's go. Let's get all these guys out <laughs> here. <laughs> the Ultimate Warrior, the, the last one we have to talk about in modern U.S. Canada, thankfully. His sixth year on the ballot, he had 14% last year, which was down 4% from the previous year. Uh, his peak was actually his debut at 20%, so he's never been remotely close. I I don't, I don't. kind of can sort of – I mean, you can make a lot of similar cases as you can make for Goldberg, where like they had this amazing peak – the problem is, I think. First of all, I think he was much worse in ring than Goldberg. Oh, far worse. Like yeah. a lot worse. Like he, the only you know, the only old warrior matches that were even remotely memorable in ring were like the those Hogan, the Hogan match and the Savage match. Where like you know, Pat Patterson probably had to like go over every single fucking move with him like five hundred times in the ring that day before they actually did the match. Um, but I don't know. I just don't. You know, he he has the sort of the draw argument, but, like, he was a bomb when they actually gave him the title. Like, Goldberg was not a bomb when they gave him the title, you know? So, like, Ultimate Warrior, he was a big star. You know, people know who he is. But, like, when they actually gave him the title, he was a fucking bomb. And Bo- Bill Goldberg, that's the big difference to me. When Goldberg got the title in WCW, he was not a bomb. So, I don't know. Even though Goldberg didn't always get the main event all the time. Right, right. You know, it just, it just doesn't have that same, like, he doesn't have that same like negative history that Ultra Warrior has,
0: right? Like with WCW, you can say like, well, they got Goldberg, and then they didn't really know what to do with it, and they didn't, you know, they didn't really do anything. I mean, they kind of kept going on with what they were going to do anyway. It just happened that Goldberg had the title, and they had, you know, some bullshit stuff after that or whatever. But Ultimate Warrior, they they put everything behind them. This was the idea was that Ultimate Warrior is our new guy to go, and it just it was a miserable failure, and it didn't work. And, and yeah, I think I would watch if you gave me an opportunity to watch. A lifetime supply of Bill Goldberg matches and a lifetime supply of Ultimate Warrior matches, I'm picking Bill Goldberg a thousand times. <laughs> Over, I, I would never in a million years pick any of the Ultimate Warrior class. I would always rather watch Goldberg. So, yeah, in ring, I think Goldberg's got a more of a case there. Um, I think overall is, like you said, overall popping numbers and being a real draw, Goldberg's got a better case than Ultimate Warrior. I just think all across the board, he's got a better case than Ultimate Warrior. The Ultimate Warrior case is... I grew up, and he was a big star when I grew up. Kind of <laughs> is is the only case you can really make for him, and and yeah, the WCW run, uh, subsequent runs back in WWF. I mean, those were all horrendous too. So um, yeah, I I don't think there's a single case we made for Ultimate Warrior. So
1: yeah, I mean, he did draw some nice ratings when he came back to WCW, but that that like it was terrible. It was like aw- absolutely awful. And you, WWF that '96 run was pretty much a total failure. So I don't know. Can't really can't really make a case for Bill Goldberg or for Ultimate Warrior. I mean. So thankfully, we're done with America now. Let's get to Japan, which has a lot of interesting candidates that I'm excited to talk about here. Uh, We'll start with Akira Tawe, who, you know, this is seventh year on the ballot. He was very close last year. He got 52%, a big jump, 18% up from the previous year. And that was also his peak. So here's the thing about Akira Tawe. I totally understand. I was not, like, someone who would consider myself a Tauwe voter if I had a ballot in the previous... Like, in the past, I'd be like, I don't know about Tawe the more i think about it it's like if you're in that many of the best matches of all time you probably have a pretty good work case even though you know people sometimes act like he was just a random guy like standing there for for these tag matches but like i just don't think that's true i think he is one of the best tag workers you know that ever lived and the, the the proof is kind of there when you go look at his matches so i kind of feel like if you're one of the best tag wrestlers who ever lived you probably have a pretty strong case right there to begin with and you know then to, on top of that he was a huge star he won all those tag leagues back when that was a big deal you know he won those tag titles he was one of the big four in all japan that like you know he was you know clearly the least popular of the four, but still popular it's not like he wasn't popular so i i kind of think the more i think about Tawei, i think i would vote for him
0: yeah Tawei. i'm always on the fence about he's definitely a guy that i have a, a check mark next to because he's he's a guy that like i really try to I, I try to watch i try to really get it every single year with him and i don't know that it ever quite clicks with me it's it's anytime i watch those matches it's always you know everybody else in the ring really jumps out to me I'm like man those are the best ever and then like Tawei, yeah he's, he's a good part of those team matches and, and he's an important figure in those matches, but I feel like those other three just every time I watch him, you know, depending on who's in the match with him or whatnot, it's always feels like he's the fourth of the four guys every single time. And, and again, that's like, no, you know, it doesn't, it's not anything against him. Cause like we're talking about, you know, he's probably in the ring there with three of the top wrestlers of all time. Like, and, and you know, just being the fourth guy out of those. Four is not really necessarily means that he sucks or whatever it's just like those other guys anytime i watch to say okay i'm gonna watch and see how great Tawei is i just end up being like man fucking Misawa's so good <laughs> like i just love Misawa so much and, and it's it, it always get kind of distracted by the other guys in the ring as opposed to Tawei. so i try every year and i'll do it again this year where i just really dive into it and, and say okay is this guy let me see the matches that eventually click with me for for, for let me finally find out if, you know, it, it, it works for me. And, and this might be the year where, where I finally can do it because if I'm not going to use many of my votes on modern U.S. and Canada, which, by the way, I, I don't think I am, uh, this is a real good opportunity for me to finally say, okay, it's now or never for Tauway. Am I going to vote for him? I have the extra votes. I have the ability to do it. Will I vote for Tauway? So, so I'm really going to put a big effort into it. I, it hasn't clicked with me before, but I'm, I'm going to try this year again uh, to figure it out with Tauway. And I will listen to anybody's arguments or whatnot. There's been a lot of good ones. And I know Chad Campbell wrote an article for us many years ago about it as well, but yeah, I, I'm open to any Tawei arguments you can make to me, because I, I will definitely listen to them, but yeah, I don't know if it's quite ever clicked with me in the same sense, but he's, he's on my short list, though, for sure.
1: I think, you know, if you want to talk about accolades, too, you know, what, what still does mean something in Japan, I mean, he was, he, he did win the top title in all Japan and noah and they were both very short runs with the Triple Crown, the GHC, but he won them both, and you know, not a lot of people won those titles, right, and he won the Champion Carnival in 96, which is, you know, again, not a lot of people won the champion carnival. He won the world's tr- strongest tag determination league twice alongside Kawada. You have know, the tag titles seven times and they're considered a big deal at the time. I mean, he was a big star. He was not just like some guy standing there, I guess. It, it's like, I, I think there's a clear case here, even if you don't think as highly of his in-ring as some other people. But that's my, I, I, I would, I lean towards putting him in. Uh, the next one, Shima. His fifth year on the ballot, he got twenty four percent last year, which was actually down from the previous year of thirty three percent. His peak was forty percent in twenty sixteen. Shima's a really interesting one because he, in some ways, I can totally understand why people don't fall for him because he does not have um, very similar tatwa. He doesn't have like a lot of really, really, really high level singles matches what he has is like a lot of high level tags again. And I think he's another guy you can make a strong case for is like one of the best tag wrestlers ever um, from a drawing standpoint. You know, I think if anything, he supported this case by leaving drag the gate and seeing how far and how fast it dropped for a while there. Um, you know, from, so that, that I think definitely, um, you know, is something you, you want to point to as far as like the, you know the accolades and all that. He held every single title you could hold in Dragon Gate. And, you know he was the he had probably some of the most legendary open the Dream Gate reigns. Um, I mean he was just basically he he was re- as responsible for the rise of that company as anybody. He has a huge influence argument when you look at guys like Ricochet. You know who who would point to him as like such an important part of their careers. Um, you know I I could definitely see voting for him. I lean towards to voting for him. I'm not sure it's like a total slam dunk, but I think at the end of the day, he's probably a Hall of Famer.
0: Yeah, and I'm the same way as well. And 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 one thing that always comes up when you talk about Shima is people will say, okay, well, if you're talking about great in-ring worker, you know, what are the matches? What are the definitive Shima matches you have to watch? And and in one case, it's like weird because nobody can ever really give you like the definitive. Okay, these are the ones to watch. But I think that's also partly makes his case because it's like I don't know, dude. Like watch like anything in the last 15 years. It's probably good. <laughs> like you know, like that's sort of the thing that I always bring up is people are like, okay, what are the definitive Shima matches? And I'm like, dude, I just go and watch anything with this guy. Like even till you know, until a few years ago, he was pretty much for. Last 15 years, you know, putting together incredible matches on on a a, you know monthly basis or weekly basis. I mean, he's a part of some of the best tag matches ever. Yeah, maybe he is not the only guy in it, but like when you have that many great tag matches and that many you know matches that you can consider you know watchable, like that's got to count for something. Yeah, maybe he doesn't ever reach the high level as like a singles guy that some of the other ones do, but like yeah, it's 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 you can't deny. How important he was in, in, in terms of the in-ring and Dragon Gate, and how great he was throughout the years. And then there's also the influence too, where like, yeah, the the amount of guys that have kind of been under his you know tutelage, and the guys that have went to America and 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 had pretty high heights because. Of Shima and, and and largely, you know, he plays a huge role in their guy, you know, those guys' careers. You know, guys like Ricochet and guys like Pac and and guys that are pack, sorry, and, and guys like that. I'll still take it's like like six years for me to get the pack thing together, but uh, you know, there's guys like that, Matt Seidel, you know, the, the, you know, bunch of guys that that really, you know, he, he had a profound, you know, effect on their career. And then the fact that, like, yeah, I mean, he is a big reason why Dragon Gate existed. And 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 you know, Dragon Gate for whatever you think of Dragon Gate, whether you like it or not, it's undeniable that for like, you know. God, what, two decades almost now at this point have been like the, one of the most stable companies in Japan and like just kind of doing their thing and, 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 you know, become, you know, being the second brand at any time and maybe third brand at, at their absolute lowest in Japan. And that's the, you know, that's profound. I mean, that, that is a big deal to do that and then you look at like the second he leaves they just plummet <laughs> like like and not even like a, a dramatic plummet in terms of like in-ring in terms of creative in terms of all this it's just like holy shit like once he's gone like and, and i'm not saying he's the only reason that happened but it, it was pretty eye-opening to be like oh fuck like that's what happened and it took them a little while to recover and get back and now he's doing the stuff with owe he's an AEW. like i think his case is only going to improve in the next few years but he's still a guy that i i, I definitely vote for I, I think he absolutely belongs to go in, uh, you know actually belongs in and yeah, I I will argue to the end of the day that like there's just he he's just got something in every single one of those categories, and that's at the end of the day that's what this Hall of Fame is all about is somebody that can can sort of check all those boxes in some way. Maybe they're not overwhelming in any one, but he's really good in all three. So yeah, he's he's a no doubter for me.
1: And I've seen these arguments before too. It's like I I don't know like the the drawing argument for it's like well he didn't draw like thirty thousand like Baron von Dipshit or whatever. And it's like look he he was clearly a draw at his level, you know? And, like, he clearly was a draw in a Japanese promotion at a time when everyone else in Japan was not drawing. So, like, if that doesn't count for anything, I don't know if to tell you. Like, yeah, he wasn't on broadcast television in 1952. So he wasn't drawing, you know, packed stadiums everywhere. But you have to look at, like, like, to me at least, you should be looking at the level of the draw versus what, they, what they're doing. I mean, he was on fucking Gaiora. Like that was what Dragon Gate was on in Toriyama. They were on a satellite channel that 8% of the country got. And he's they somehow managed to make a thriving promotion that, you know, you know, you know, was like did really well and drew crowds in the rest of in Japan outside of Tokyo at a time when no one else could do that. So, you know, other than Noah and then like New Japan later on. So I don't know. I mean they were doing well when New Japan was doing terrible.
0: Exactly. So, yeah, well, that's what i saying. The did. stability like I know that's not sexy argument to make. Like, hey, stability. But like, yeah. God, I mean the the, the stability with him being one of the top stars in Dragon Gate for all those years. That's got to count for something, man. The fact that like all Japan ebbed and flowed, New Japan ebbed and flowed, Noah ebbed and flowed, and through all of it, and there's fucking Dragon Gate just like chilling, being like, yeah. hey, let's go. We're seeing like DDT right now, sort of rising up and and doing stuff, and it's just like eh, there's Dragon Gate just like chilling, and and the only time that it doesn't do that the only time that it does fall is, is when he leaves and it's like okay well that that might be a thing and that might yeah. be something to look at so no i, th- I think there's absolutely a, a good case to be made for shima but uh no one's listening though because he's only got 24 he's down nine percent uh year over year so i don't know i'll try but yeah i don't know
1: Hayabusa, his fourth year on the bat last year he got 32 percent, which was down five percent from the previous year uh his peak was actually his debut year of 2016 when he got 49 percent uh high is one for me where i don't have a ton of strong takes because i wasn't really watching his original run i wasn't like a fmw person um do you i know i i've heard i've definitely read a lot of good arguments for him especially from like an influence standpoint so do you have any like what's your take on hayabusa
0: yeah so i, I really like hayabusa and i feel bad that 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 i don't vote for him because he's like you know a big part of like my early wrestling watching was you know watching videos and downloading videos and and this Hayabusa guy doing like these death matches or this crazy shit and I remember I think the first time I saw him was at ECW and I was like oh I gotta find out more about this guy because he's just he jumps off the page you see Hayabusa you see his mask you see the way he looks and you like, like fuck that guy's awesome like that guy's really cool so he kind of opened my eyes up to a lot of you know pro wrestling that wasn't in America so I give him a lot of you know credit for that in 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 my life but ultimately though I don't know that like yeah I, I hear the cases that people make but ultimately it just doesn't I don't, it doesn't click with me in the same way. Like I've watched a lot of his top, top tier matches and they're fun. They're fine. But I don't know that, that like, I'd really consider him like in ring that I would really check his box there. I I, I think there's a lot of really fun high boost matches. I don't know if they're very good or like, I don't know. Yeah. It, he's a weird case for me. Cause like sometimes I watch a high boost match. And I'm like that fucking rocks. And then sometimes I watch it and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. That didn't quite work for me. Uh, the influence thing. I, I'll hear that again too, but I don't know. It just doesn't click with me. There's the thing with high boost is like, I can really like a guy. I can think he's one of my, you know, one of the wrestlers that I really really enjoy watching, but not necessarily a Hall of Famer and, and and that's kind of where I'm at with Hayabusa. It's just like I I don't know. It's just he's one of those guys that you say the name, you think about it and he's just not an immediate yes for me. Uh, and I don't even have him on my short list either. And it kind of stinks cuz I think he's 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 an awesome wrestler and I, I I again, if he made it in, I wouldn't be upset that he made it in. I just I'm not going to be the one that's going to vote for him though. It just it doesn't it doesn't click with me. I just can't figure figure it out in my own head.
1: Up next, Junak Yama, 11th year on the ballot, 55% last year, up 8% from the previous year. Rich, I can't fucking believe we're talking about him two years later. How is Junak <laughs> not in the fucking hall of fame? It's
0: not because of me, man. I'm voting you're, for him. You're so. one
1: of, You're one of, let, let, Let's just go over this really quickly because I'm going to get worked up about this again, even though I really shouldn't. You're one of the best wrestlers of all time. You were good from the fucking day you stepped into those goddamn blue tights or whatever the fuck like you're literally out like in. literally good from day like one the, yeah the day you stepped into the fucking ring and you're not in the hall of fame what the fuck <laughs> what the fuck it's not like he made it by the fucking Tokyo Dome it's not like this man was fucking doing it in the in the goddamn midcard his whole career i, I just i don't understand this one i absolutely do not understand anyone who doesn't vote for Junakyama. he's one of the best wrestlers of all time in ring he was a top star like that? Eugene Nagata he was such a big deal. They were able to reference it like in All Japan last year, and like they're on the cover of a uh, fucking Weekly Pro again. Like he was a big, big star. If I'm not saying he was, like the biggest draw of all time or like the ace of the company, but he was a huge star. So like, what are we doing here? Why the hell is Junakiyama not in the Hall of Fame?
0: I, <laughs> I can't tell you, man. I, I I vote for him every year, and I'm I'm, I'm perplexed every year that he doesn't go in. Uh, and every year that he gets closer and closer and closer, I think he is easily of the Japan, the the, the best slam, the biggest slam dunk candidate uh, for me this year. I think the biggest slam dunk candidate and uh, across the entire ballot uh, this year as well. I mean, there's, there's just absolutely no case to be made against him in terms of like, like you said, great from literally the first, Time he steps in the ring, and still today, like still okay, <laughs> you know. Until like a year yeah, ago, he, was, he
1: he was like he had an amazing champion called a run last year.
0: Yeah, which by the way, <laughs> when we say stuff in the ring, that was 1992, and it's 2019 right now. So <laughs> like, yeah, that's a lot of years of being pretty good. Yeah, uh, and 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 like you're saying, it's not like he just did it while doing you know junior tag matches or whatever. It's like he did it while also being like in big main events, being a big part of Noah. You know, all Japan. Yeah, he wasn't maybe the top guy in all Japan because they had fucking Masao and Kobashi and, and 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 you know uh, uh, Kawada and. And whatever they didn't quite need him but like even in those late years of all Japan like you could see him starting to kind of come up and come up and come and he moves over to Noah and he's almost immediately one of Noah's biggest stars uh, right out of the bat too and then like yeah he comes and then he books all Japan and he, he gets them back on the right track he basically recovers that company from death it's like I don't know what more do you need I don't know what more you need for Junakiama so the, I don't know it,
1: the man has the man's gonna go like walk on water and they'll be like
0: well you know yeah, it's not that Jesus hard
1: he <laughs> <already>, just <laughs> already did that so I don't know let's get let's see if we can really uh, did he walk on water like Kobashi walked on water? I don't know. It's like you're that, that's my favorite like anti akiyama argument. It's like, oh, well, he wasn't as big a deal as Kenta Kobashi. I'm sorry. Yeah, was lot wasn't. of not Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people, if that's the criteria, there should be a this hall of fame should be like five people. I hate to tell you. But anyway, uh, I don't I mean, Akiyama feels like what well, we don't have to spend any time on because it's like He's a Hall of Fame. Yeah, That's I'm it. not going to even. He's yeah, I'm not gonna make any argument against
0: it. Yeah, there's nothing <laughs> you could say. It's just like, yeah, get him in there. What the fuck? <laughs> if you're
1: listening to this and You vote. Fucking vote for Jew. Yes. What are you doing? Kenny Omega, <laughs> his second year on the ballot, 49% last year uh, in his debut. Um, so Omega, you know, we're, he's one of the 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 I guess the four here of the current New Japan guys. Um, you know, we talked about earlier how we don't really like voting for you know guys that are active if you're really gonna put a gun to my head and say you have to vote for these people i think three of the four are very strong candidates and he's one of the three so you know i don't i he's, he's clearly a very strong in-wing worker he was clearly a big star in japan you know he won the iwgp title he won the g1 um he was a big draw he was even a big draw in ddt just like coda I, I there's not really a strong argument against him besides um, We should probably wait and see, you know. Maybe just wait and see what he does. Although now, I guess you could even put him in. You know, maybe we'll be able to put him in the U.S. category in a few years.
0: Right, right, but, right. Yeah. Uh, so Kenny's a guy that I haven't voted for in the past, just because like I have this like inclination to not vote for guys as they're still kind of in their career or whatnot. But Kenny's a guy that I think this year I might just change that and just say, you know what? Yeah, he's probably in. Like you, you know, like it, it, it's it's this case where I don't know what he's going to be able to do in the next few years. It's going to tremendously hurt his case. 'Cause you know, we've seen him go to AEW, we've seen success there, he's a big part of that. So that's, you know, another notch in his belt. We saw what he did in, in New Japan, and that's kind of buttoned up for now. Uh, you know, presumably. And 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 yeah, that was, you know, both tremendous in ring and, and and tremendous for business and uh, DDT, that stuff there, both tremendous in ring, tremendous in business. Like it, it's just like any Thing that you look at it's just like yeah i mean he's he's there man he's and he's a guy that i think has broken through the mainstream a little bit as well where like i have casual fan friends that know the name kenny omega like you know they know who he is they've watched a lot of his matches and and none of them come away saying like yeah that guy's stunk or i don't quite get it they're all like yeah that guy's pretty fucking great <laughs> it's like you know we, we've reached a point now where I, I i don't know that i can really say oh yeah well if kenny omega does this like he's gonna really hurt his case like he's kind of a guy i, I feel like he's pretty locked in at this point so Yeah, I I think I probably vote for him this year. Uh, Definitely on my short list of guys to vote for. But yeah, again, I don't always feel comfortable voting for guys in the midst of their careers. But he's at a point now, like you said, if if it's like, well, just fucking vote for him if you think he's going to go in. And if that's the case, it's like, yeah, dude, Kenny Kenny's going to go in. And we're talking about a few other guys in this list too that that you know, if I'm sort of forced to vote for these guys, I will. But in this year, because there's so many empty ballots and 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 I'm not going to vote anything in modern U.S. and Canada, I I, I can't make a case. I think this year to, to, to probably vote in Kenny Omega. So
1: here's uh the other thing about kenny too is you know obviously when i think about it too he might still add his japan case even while he's in AEW because he's he's gonna have like he's he's in a a, a like a mixed gender tag match at DT ultimate party now even a big match and you know that that show is doing really really well um you know not that i it, it's gonna be hard to parse how well it would have done without him anyway because you know last year's DT show at the it's in november did really well too but he's in the semi-main event, and the show is like, you know, almost sold out for their setup at the Sumo Hall. So, you know, if he goes in there and like, he might go in there in main event with Takashita next year in uh, in Saitama, and if, he, if that does a better number than he did in Saitama in previous years, and you'd make a again, you'd add to his case. So I think I think he's pretty much already there. Uh, if you want to wait and see what he does in a few years, I think you could probably. You know, I, I just I don't see him hurting his own case the way, like, you know, Shinsuke Nakamura did by going to WWE and just being a guy.
0: Yeah, right. At this point, I feel like whatever Kenny's going to do in his career, like it's pretty well locked in at, at, at this point. So uh,
1: the next guy, Kota Ibushi, the, the second of these four current New Japan guys, uh, this is third year on the bout. He only got 16% last year, which seems very low. Yeah. Uh, he's up 3% from the previous year. I mean, Kota might have a better case than Kenny. I mean, he he was in en- like people. I don't know if they understand what an enormous draw he was for DDT coming up. I mean that like DDT before Kota Ibushi was nothing. I mean DDT before Kota Ibushi was an indie promotion. Not that he, like you know he was as big of a part of DDT rising up and being able to run all the like the Budokan and you know Sumo Hall and all these buildings as anybody. I mean that he was the guy. As far as like being a big deal to nine DDT fans. And, you know, he was such a big deal that he he basically like forged his own path into New Japan, which, you know, before Kota Ibushi, there was no DDT to New Japan path. I mean, that would have been ridiculous. They're the they're the comedy indie where you eat the curry off the guy's head. I mean, you know, it's just not a thing that was happening. So like I don't I I think it's almost impossible to overstate what a big deal he was for establishing DDT. Being a big draw for DDT, you know, being the the guy that broke out and made and made people look at DDT. I mean, that's Kota Ibushi, and then he goes to Japan. He's a humongous star there too. I mean, you know, he was a junior for a while, but now he just he won the G1. He's about to, you know, an event on one four. I mean, I I think Kota and, and on top of all that, he's one of the best in ring wrestlers I've ever. Yeah. Seen. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah, like I, I don't know. Fifteen
0: years like, of great matches too in between there. Yeah.
1: I, I think Koda is pretty close to slam dunk, but you know, if you want to wait on him again, I can see it. But like if he retired tomorrow, I think he's a Hall of Famer.
0: Yeah. He's another guy that again, like I would probably feel more comfortable voting for him in five years as opposed to today. But the fact that he's on the ballot, that he only got 60% last year, I don't, I'm not worried about him falling off the ballot and he would just be able to get back on a few years later too. Cause by the way, if you do fall off, like if you do something significant, like they will put you back on there. So like say Coda did fall off this year and then goes to, you know, one forum in advance and has a you know great year in new Japan or whatever he'd go back on but i think this year is it, we're gonna see a huge jump for him and regardless like again i would feel a thousand times more comfortable voting for him in five years just because i'll know okay that's coda has, has put the stamp on his career we know what it is right now but even then you know like right now he, he's in there you know he's got to be a wrestling hall of famer if, if you're really thinking about it i mean th- this year if this year hasn't put a shining light on it as well is that he finally signs with new japan and then they finally go okay yeah of course, we're gonna push you to the fucking moon, man. Now that you're here, and now that we know we have you, and we know you're reliable, and we know you're you're not going anywhere. Yeah. So he went to G One. I was gonna main Wrestle Kingdom, and all, and 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 yeah, it's just like in ring, there's a slam dunk case for him as an in ring worker. There's a slam dunk case for him as a draw, even if it's not to the you know, like you said, the Baron von F- what the fuck or whatever you know for the fifties. <laughs> like you know, DDT wise, I mean, he he he's that company. He's the reason that they are where they're at. You know, these days in a lot of ways, and and, and yeah, you can't ignore that. It's it's profound. Rise, you know, that DDT has made in the last, you know, 10 years or whatever. And a lot of that is because of him. And yeah, anytime it goes, you know, they can main event new Japan shows with him. Even if when he wasn't signed, they were still main eventing new Japan shows with him because they knew that he would draw and that people would come and see him. So yeah, there, there's, there's, there's starting to be a lot less cases that you can make against Kotobushi. So I, I'm at the point now where, where I think I'm going to vote for him this year as well because it's just like, what more do you need out of this guy?
1: Uh, up next, an interesting one here Mako Satamura making her debut. Um, I think she's. I don't know about Sam dunk, but I think she is a hall of famer and I will, people have asked me to sell you on this rich. Yeah, go ahead. So Cause I, again, I'm huge. not a big,
0: I, I don't really follow Joshi all that much, but I'm, I'm interested in hearing this case for sure. So
1: she was a, she was a huge star going all the way back to like the, 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 the end of Gaia. She held the, the triple AW title in in Gaia um, she, and then for the influence, like the positive influence, which is supposed to be a criteria, she, along with, uh, you know, along with Jinsei Shinzaki, started Sendai Girls at a time when Joshi was basically near its fucking deathbed, where promotions were folding left and right, where, you know, the, I, I, I can distinctly remember, you know, being, like, online as a, as a Japanese wrestling fan at the time, and it felt like we were witnessing the end of Joshi. Like, it felt like we were watching Joshi die. At the time, like, you know, okay, here's a, it was like every month, you know, here's another promotion that's dead. Here's another wrestler that's retiring in their early 20s, which, you know, isn't that uncommon for jersey wrestlers anyway, but like, it just felt like a you know, it just felt like one thing after another at the time, in that, in that period, like, everything was just going down, 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 and then it's like, well, here's Mako Satamura and Jinzei Shinzaki, and they're starting Sendai Girls, and, you know, Mako wants to keep Joshi going, and it's like, well, I hope this lasts more than a year. That was basically the my thought when I, when I first saw that announcement, and not only is Sendai Girl still here, but, you know, she's been a prolific trainer of wrestlers, she's trained, you know, a ton of wrestlers that have into you know, stars on the level of Joshi, which like you know, talking about like Shihiro Hashimoto, who, you know, has done more to bring in, you know, young women, which is a, a category of fan that Joshi has, you know, struggled with in recent years. You know, they they draw like such a different fan base from like a Stardom or another or another like idol or Tokyo Joshi, where you know, I was in that I was in that crowd three years ago to see her fight Aja Kong, uh, at Corken Hall, and I saw like, you know. They drew like that old school joshi fan but also like you know they were like teams of amateur wrestlers like high school girls there to cheer on hero. and you do not see teams of of high school age japanese women at stardom like that just doesn't happen so she established this thing that like did more to preserve modern joshi and save this historic scene so i think her strongest category is positive influence she had more of a positive influence on you know japanese wrestling than you know all but a handful of people in ring i think she's also one of the best in ring wrestlers ever like as far as like having high level matches for a long 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 period of time i think she's easily one of the top 50 in ring wrestlers of all time you know i think you can even make a case for higher um you know where if you want to like quibble with it you could quibble with draw because you know no one in joshi is ever going to be a huge draw but like as far as, like, popping numbers even at that level, I mean, she, you know, she went to... When she was, like, uh, the Outsider champion in Stardom, when she was the World of Stardom champion, like, they did n- good numbers for Stardom, and, you know, that the match with Io Shirai, the, the feud with Io Shirai for the World of Stardom title, like, you know, that drew numbers, that drew, like, fan interest in the West. She's, like, you know, she had the Cruiserweight Classic run when where she was treated a big as a big deal in WWE, which helped her and helped, you know, the... The visibility of Japanese wrestling in the West. She's drawn uh from what I understand, good numbers for like Eve and like promotions in the UK when she's gone over there. Um, and she was the first woman to hold DDT's top title, the KOD Open Point title. And that was like a, you know, that that I think is a big deal. Now she's like paved the way for uh for women to be a big deal in DDT, where the point where her student Shihiro Hashimoto is gonna be in the the, the DT equivalent of the G1, the DO this year. So I just think she the influence is there. The in-ring is there. Maybe you can quibble with the drawing, but I think, to me, she's pretty close to a slam-dunk Hall of Famer.
0: That's good. Yeah, that's a, that's a great case there. I, I think for in-ring, I'd like to, you know, for, for people if they want to, you don't have to maybe list them all here, but uh, if people want to send me stuff, whether it be on our, our, our Discord channel or uh, you know, at Voices Wrestling or whatever, send me some matches. I, I'd like to go back and watch a lot of the top ones and, and really study it because yeah, everybody that I've heard have have, have made really good cases uh, for her, and I want to get a little bit more educated on on you know her her in ring uh for sure before I, I definitively say if I'm gonna vote for her or not because first year on the ballot I mean I gotta do my work if I'm gonna be a Hall of Fame voter I'm gonna vote in this region I, I gotta do the work. So yeah I'm I'm more than open to to listen to any arguments, read any articles and and watch any matches as well. So send them my I way.
1: mean, so. I'm gonna tell you go back and watch that Sendai Girls match with Aja that I was at in twenty sixteen. I think it's like April. That's like one of my that was probably my favorite match from the okay. entire trip. It was just an awesome match and like she has other matches with Aja Khan over the years. Um the Io Shirai matches are a big one. Uh, during that stardom run and you know there's a million other ones too but like those are the ones that immediately drop like come to mind for me especially for recently so um and and actually what what, she's in my fucking match of the year this year i can't believe i forgot about that her and is currently my match of the year for 2019 a five-star match so I don't know if you – did you ever get around to watch? I,
0: I haven't gotten around to watch. it. It's on my, okay. like, mega, like, catch-up list or whatever. But, yeah, yeah. For, for the Observer Hall of Fame, I do try to go back and watch a lot of this old stuff. So I will definitely add it uh, again and, and, yeah, hopefully be able to watch as much as I can. Uh, before but it's a good point.
1: like, in my match of the year this year, like, she's still doing right, right, amazing right, right. work in 2019. So, you know, even even some people I don't think have the match that high will still tell you it's, like, four stars plus. So, you know, it's still a it, – it's, it's a really great match. A really amazing match and you know it's 2019 she's still doing it so uh tenkoji this is their sixth year on the ballot they did 17 last year which is actually up four percent uh from their previous year and that's tied with 2014 for their when they came on the about the first time as their peak oh boy tenkoji me <laughs> talk, talk about tenkoji right?
0: yeah this is you know similar to the matt and jeff hardy thing like if you wanted me to make a case for kojima I probably could. I could make a really good case for Kojima. He was a great wrestler, you know, top title winner. Like, yeah, yeah. There's a lot to be made for Kojima. Tenzon, eh, you know, a little less so than Kojima. <laughs> you know, he won some titles. He was a top star. I don't know if in ring he he can even in any way, shape, or form touch Kojima, but he was around for a while too. But like them as a team, there's no, there's no, no way that I can make that case for them. Like they've been around for a while and they've they've had some fun matches, but there is just absolutely zero case to be made. Uh, these guys belong in this Hall of Fame as a tag team. Again, I'll make a case for Kojima on his own. I, I will not make a case for Kojima and Tenzan together. It's just, yeah, it's it's, it's bad and it's weird that this is how Kojima will probably his one and like he'll appear on the ballot this way. They'll fall off eventually, and then I don't know if he'll ever come back again, which kind of sucks because I'd love to have a real case be made or real argument to be made about Kojima. But yeah, I I, I can't deal with Kojima and Tenzan. This is a, a, a terrible idea to put these two together.
1: <laughs> I mean, you pretty much said everything needs to be said about it. It's not good. Not a good idea. They weren't a big... I mean, look, it, you could even argue it wasn't even the most famous team
0: Tenzan was in. And that's the thing, too, that, that I don't get. Like, you know, I said, you know, with the other teams, it's like it's like the Rock and Roll and the war, Road Warriors and those sort of guys. And it's like, yeah, of course. Like, those guys have to go in together. Tenzan and Kojima do not have to go in together. Tenzon has had other teams. Cho-ten! Cho-ten!
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he also had, a... like,
0: what, 15 years of a career before this team even existed, or 10 years yeah. of a career before this team existed. And there's a lot of stuff in that 10 years that, that happened before that team existed. And and Kojima has a ton that happened before that team existed. And then a ton that happened, you know, in between that team existed. And it's just, like, the fact that they, they're put together and they're linked together... On this ballot, really stinks, and 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 it just it takes away from both of their guys' cases. Because uh, again, I think you can make a stronger case for both these guys individually than you can as a team. More so for Kojima than, than Tenzan, but still, I I I would know, listen to somebody that made a Tenzan on his own case. I will not listen to anybody that makes a Tenkoji case. There's just not to be.
1: Yeah, bad. I don't think I would vote for either one of them on their own, but they they definitely have a strong case than together. Uh, to and Naito, his third year on the bat last year, he went up five percent to twenty one percent.
0: You big Naito fan uh, or what?
1: I think I am a big oh, Naito cool. fan. Oh, nice. yeah. cool! Um, so the Naito case again. He's the third of the fourth guys that are like the current New Japan guys. I I think he's pretty close to a slam dunk. I, the only argument I would see here against him is if you want to wait and see. Um, I don't. I actually think you know maybe this will surprise people. I think he i think you could say he probably has a, a slightly less of an argument than Abucci and omega at this point because you know he wasn't he like aucci and omega both have DDT that they can point to whereas NATO before 2015 i mean he before liJ basically i mean he was not a big star i mean they tried and the babyface front did not really work it didn't catch on you know i mean they they pushed him and i, I still think he has amazing matches before 2015 not everybody even agrees with me at that but i think he did have some really really good matches like the the 21 the 2011 g1 final with nakamura um the g1 final with tanahashi both some of the early okada matches the, the one of the in 2012 and the you know the the dome semi-main 2014 um you know a lot of those ishii matches before ij were amazing for the never title so that he has a body of work there but like he was not a big draw before 2015. It like, just was not, you know, it, it didn't catch on as far as like what, you know, and we're talking about late 2015 too, I should say, but like since then, I think he's a hall of famer. Like I, I actually don't even have any doubt in my mind that, you know, he's on a hall of fame run since that, uh, since the LIJ thing. He, he's the only guy to win back-to-back Tokyo sports MVPs other than Okada, Tenru, Jumbo, and Anoki. I mean, that's, pretty amazing company um which should tell you exactly how big of a star he is in japan you know he only had a short one with the title but he's won the g1 climax twice which is you know again a very exclusive club he's held pretty much every other title in the company um and he's a gigantic star i mean if if you've never been in a crowd in japan you know if anything there are there's even more lij Merchandise, and you probably think there is. I mean, it's just everywhere. When you're in, like, if you go to Sumo Hall, you know, for a big New Japan show, it's just in the last like three years, you're just in a sea of it. Like, it's just everywhere around you. Like, Lij everywhere. So it it really becomes obvious how big of a star he is once you see him there. And he's become a humongous star in America too. I mean, I was just at those shows uh, last week, you know, last weekend, and he he was right there with Okada for like the most over guy in the show. So I mean, like. People love him. Like, again, you're in, you're NFC in shirt shirts in America now too, so I I I would vote for him now. I would totally understand if you want to wait even a few more years, but I like to me, I don't see an argument that he's not at least on a Hall of Fame trajectory.
0: No, I'm right with you, and I think the thing like you know I talked about Kenny and and, and Coda are guys that I do think I'm going to vote for this year. Naito's a guy that I I I, I will vote for, but I want to see this year play out mostly because I feel like. The potential is there. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I want like I feel like he like you said with Coda and, and and Kenny, you have stuff that they've done elsewhere, stuff that they've done before their 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 big runs as of late or whatever that you can point to and look at or whatever. And there's some stuff with Nightso, too. That I really I, I was I was with you. I liked a lot of his older matches before the LIJ stuff. There's a lot of stuff in there that I really do enjoy. But I, I really want to see how this story ends with him. In New Japan, if he goes to Tokyo Dome and wins the title, and then if he has a run with the title, or if he doesn't, whatever that next move is, if it if it is sticking with New Japan, if it is winning the championship, whatever it is on January 4th, I feel like at this time next year, I'll have a much clearer idea of what I want to do with Naito on the ballot. With that said, like no matter what happens, I'm probably going to vote for him next year. I just have this weird thing where I just kind of want to see what happens in this next year. It's not that I'm saying I'm not going to vote for him. It's not that I'm saying I, I there's no case to be made for him. There's absolutely a case to be made for him. But I feel like he has a chance to really make it like a no doubt case in this next year, and that's kind of what I want to see play out. I want to see if he wins that title of tokidom. If he wins the two titles in tokidom. If he you know main events shows and they're and they're huge deals. Like absolutely, he's on the trajectory. Absolutely, he's on on the path towards it. I just, I, I would feel a lot more comfortable waiting a year and seeing what happens in this next year and then saying, okay, now he's definitely a hall of Famer. There's no doubt about it now in my mind. But again, like if no matter what happens, if he gets hurt and, and, and never wrestles again, you know, at king of wrestling and that's it for his career, I'm probably voting for him next year as well. It's just for this year. I just, I, I, I want to wait one more year on Naito and then I'll, I'll be able to definitively say one way or another. So, so that's, that's my case to be made for him is that, that, yeah, I will do it, but it's just, I, I, I just feel a lot more comfortable voting for him in you know, at this time next year than I do right now.
1: Yeah, that's fair. And I, you know, the other thing with Naito too is I, I that I want to point out to Western people is he is, I think of the three, Kenny, Kota, and Naito, he's probably the biggest mainstream star because he has that connection to the Hiroshima Carp where like they, you know, they play his theme song and, uh, you know, every time they, the baseball team, like I think scores a run or something. right? And, you know, you, you will see random... Like celebrities have nothing to do with pro wrestling, like doing the Naito, like eye and like hand up pose. It's like he's broken through to, you know, regular fans in a way that I don't, or not regular. I mean, like regular people in Japan in a way that I don't know, you know, very few people in Japanese wrestling have broken through to, you know, regular celebrity culture. So, a culture. So, you know, I think that is another, you know, uh, like, you know, like another, another like feather in his cap, too. So. I wanted to point that out for sure uh tomohiro ishii the fourth of the current new japan guys and as i wrote in my article already and this is first year on the ballot by the way i i do think he has easily the worst um you know the the worst case of the four um but yeah like uh ishii you know he's i totally get why ishii is on this ballot i mean he's one of the best in-ring wrestlers, maybe ever, depending on how you feel about his in-ring work. I think, at the very least, I think you would say, you know, he's widely held to be one of the best in-ring workers ever. So he is very overwhelming in that one one of those three categories. Um, the problem is, I just don't think he's... I mean, he is nowhere in the other two categories, and that's what you have to admit to yourself, Ishii. I mean, there's, there's really no influence argument for him. I, I don't even know what the influence argument would be. There's no drawing argument for him at all. Um, you know, he, he he's never been put in that position. So I guess you can't say you could say, well, maybe he could draw if he, he did, but there's just I mean, there is no drawing argument for HEA. Um, you know, he's never gonna be, he's he's not one of the top stars in the company. You know, he's never gonna be one of the top stars in the company. Um I mean, he's just not he's not a Hall of Famer as a draw or as an influence guy. You know, it comes down to do you think he's just so overwhelming as an in-ring wrestler that you have to put him in? And I understand that argument, and it wouldn't surprise me if he gets in, but I just don't I'm not sure if he's
0: there. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm very conflicted about Ishii, because he's a guy that like from a straight in ring standpoint, he's like one of my favorite wrestlers ever. I, I, I fucking love Ishii. <laughs> like he's just incredible to watch. And, and and seeing him live is just a different atmosphere too, seeing him wrestle live and just there's so much with Ishii. That I absolutely love, and 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 he's a guy that I want so badly to vote for, but uh, it's just for whatever reason I'm conflicted every time I I look at this list and I go, okay, you know, I I look at these Japan guys and I look at Kenny and I look at Koda and those are guys that yeah I'm definitely gonna vote for. Naito's a guy I want to vote for. Akiyama's a guy I'm gonna vote for. Shima's a guy I'm gonna vote for, and then I just get to I get to someone here Ishii, and there's always this reservation. There's always this quick little mm, I don't know, and I don't know why I have that reservation about Ishii. I don't know why I don't immediately think Ishii should go on there because he is so overwhelmingly great in the in-ring category. I, I I really, truly think that. The problem, though, is I just, I don't know. For whatever reason, I just never feel comfortable being like, yeah, boom, put him in there. I, I don't know why. I, I I don't know why. And I guess it's because there's just not a lot else in those other categories in, in terms of Ishii. Like, influence-wise, there's nothing really there. In terms of draw, there's really not anything there. but you should be able to go in if you're overwhelmingly great in rings. So I should want to vote for him. I should want to get Ishii in there. I just could never feel comfortable about it. And I don't know why. <laughs> it's one of these weird things. I so badly want to vote for him. And then I just i I, I put the little check mark and then I go, eh, yeah, I have anha. And I probably won't vote for him this year. and I, I I don't know why. I don't know why it's not an overwhelming case for him, but he just he just feels weird. I, I don't know why. It, it, it's strange
1: like to me, when when I wrote that article, one of the things that stood out to me was like, for all the hype he gets as an in-ring worker, he deserves most of it. He's never won match of the year, and he's never won most outstanding wrestler in the Observer. And to me, like if you're going to get in on just your in-ring only, like you have no case in the other two at all. I think you probably need to win one of those two awards at least once in your career. So, you know, I could, I, I just think like maybe. You know, I feel like at the end of the G1, we always are like, oh, yeah, she's one of the best ever. And he had another amazing G1 this year. Like, maybe maybe his best G1 ever, which is saying something. But, like, he just doesn't do anything else in the rest of the year. And a lot of that is, you know, again, the opportunity he gets. And, like, he doesn't get as many opportunities as other people. Like, what is he doing right now? Nothing. You know? And it's like that, that you know, the G1 in a lot of ways is his only opportunity to put that body of work together. But then he'll go so many months in a lot of these years without doing anything or he'll be in a tag team with Yoshihashi or whatever and it's just like, or Yano. And it's like, like, I don't know. I just don't think he could just be a victim of opportunity.
0: Yeah, and and he's he's weird too because he's almost like boringly good. Where it's just like, hey, you should have a good match. All right, cool. And then you kind of move on and like it doesn't really. Yeah, there's really good stuff, and in the moment you're watching it, you're like, that's fucking great. That's awesome. But like, yeah, at the end of the year, I don't know that everybody always goes back and remembers the the best. It, it, it's weird. He's got such a weird case where, yeah, I, I I'm right with you. Where it's like, do I think he's one of the best wrestlers in the world? I do. But like, do I think that he's a Hall of Fame level wrestler? Like. I guess I probably should, but for whatever reason, there's a disconnect there where I can't make that connection that he's a hall of fame level wrestler. And he's one of the, it's weird. There's a weird disconnect with him. And, and and yeah, I'm I'm probably not going to vote for him this year. And, and I'd love to hear cases to be made for him, but it's just like, I don't know for me. I just, I I don't know. I, I I don't feel comfortable voting for him.
1: I will say he was like, like amazingly over at the U.S. shows last weekend, which made me think a little bit like, mm-hmm. eh. oh, they like, love him. Yeah, dude, seeing Ishi live it's is it's
0: insane. Like seeing him in America yeah. live, like this is a guy who who almost maybe, and and it's not like the Japanese crowd loves him too, but like the American crowds for whatever reason, there's just a connection to Ishi. Just everybody loves that no neck <laughs> guy. They just there's something about him. Seeing him live in America is is, is awesome and, and, and super fun. So
1: yeah, so I just wanted to mention that because it feels. It feels somewhat notable that he's yeah. just oh, like for sure. so, so over. Uh, Yoshiaki Fujiwara, the last wrestler in this category, his fourth year on the ballot. Uh, he had 38% last year, which was his peak, and it was up 3% from the previous year. I don't have a lot of Fujiwara hot takes. He's not a guy I watched a ton of. Uh, I've, I've seen other people argue very uh, passionately that he should be in. Um so what do you do you have any Fujiwara takes
0: here? yeah, I'm, I'm not a big Fujiwara guy like I, I don't love the style particularly that that he's most notable for and a lot of the you know hyped Fujiwara matches that I've watched and, eh, I don't know they don't quite land with me. and I've heard people talk about you know the influence case but you know it's it's a thing where I mean I'm gonna get people are gonna get very upset at me but like just because you find uh, you know you you're the owner and you found a bunch of different companies that go out of business, doesn't mean that you're necessarily like a like I could start 15 businesses and they can all go out of business within, you know, two years. Does that make me like a positive influence on my local you know community? I, I don't know. Not really. I don't think so. And that's kind of one of the issues I have with Fujiwara is like, yeah, you know, he, he was a part of a lot of companies starting up, but all those companies are, you know, pretty much gone at this point. So, and, and probably only lasted a few years or a year or so. So, um yeah, I don't know. It's just, yeah, the, the style doesn't quite land with me. So in ring, it's going to be tough to make that argument. Uh, the influence i get it but again like i don't know if that's necessarily a positive influence Is that he started a bunch of companies that went out of business um yeah i don't know people are gonna get very upset at me for that but i i don't know he just doesn't land with me he doesn't click with me and and he's a guy that again if you voted for him and if he goes in i don't know that i'll be upset that he's in i won't say oh god's a terrible pick but like i'm not gonna vote for him so
1: um okay so that's the japan category uh for the we said we were going to go through non-wrestlers but we were kind of running short on time and they have a bunch of questions to get through so i'm just going to highlight a few non-wrestlers that i think have interesting cases and are in like times that we actually watched wrestling that maybe will be we could actually talk about first of all gato is on the bout this year for the first time um what do you think of the gato candidacy
0: Oh man, so the, the Gato one is an interesting. One I, again, like I, I got people upset on Twitter when I was just like, "Yeah, there's a big case to be made that like we should wait for Gato and we should you know," argue. and then people went nuts and flipped out. I'm like, "Oh my god, you've got to vote for Gato!" And like, I didn't say I wasn't going to vote for Gato. I probably will vote for Gato. I mean, he's obviously had you know a, a, at this point now a six seven year run uh, as Booker in New Japan, and, and they've you know come from the doldrums of where they were uh, in the mid 2000s and have kind of emerged as as you know an international player, a worldwide player uh, in the wrestling industry, largely as a result of of a lot of his work but you know it's one of these things that that's always weird with bookers in, in wrestling is like you know at what point did it stop being gato and At what point did kato just get like a thousand percent of the credit it, it, it's strange in that way. We're now like Jato. it's like, ah fuck Jado, who cares? Like Gato, it's all about Gato, because he's the guy and he's the guy we see more. So we kind of attribute him. But like, I don't know, it, when I first started watching, it was always Gato and Jado, and we still hear that Jado does have a big influence in, in the booking committee, but now Gato's just kind of become the guy that people sort of point to. So essentially, when you're voting for Gato, you're voting for quote unquote New Japan booking in the last seven years or whatever, no matter who's, you know, sort of at the table or who's doing stuff, which which is fine with me. That's cool. He's kind of the figurehead or whatnot. So, you know, given where they've been, like, yeah, I think there's an absolutely a case be made for Gato uh, to get in there and, and, and absolutely a case that he deserves it. I mean, is it possible that in the next four years he does something profoundly stupid that tanks the company and they go out of business? Yeah, it is, and, and that might happen, but at, at this point right now, I, I think that there's you know there's a real good case to be made for Gato, and I, I will most likely be voting for him, but I at least want to you know have a little bit more of a discussion about it before I just immediately say he's a slam dunk, no doubter.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you look at where the company was when he took over and where they are now, I think that's probably a pretty strong case that he deserves to be in. Um, the Crockett's, you know, the strong take from the Crockett's junior has been on here 13 years. Uh, last year he got 29%, uh, which is down a lot from his peak of 43% in 2011. Uh, Crockett senior has been on seven years and he got 50% last year, which was not his peak. Actually 57% was his peak in 2015. Uh, what do you think of the Do You vote for either one of them? Do you see yeah, actually,
0: I, I vote for both of them every single year because I just I, I don't understand why there isn't more of a case to be made for those guys. I mean, Senior in particular, you know, he he was uh, a great wrestling promoter for many many years and was able to kind of get his territory to be one of the preeminent territories in, in, in wrestling history. So it's like I don't get what to, what, what you won't make for for Crockett Senior. So I I always vote for Crockett Senior. Uh, and then Crockett Jr., it's like, yeah, you know, NWA collapsed and, and it all fell apart, but fuck, like he was a big part of them rising up and, and becoming a huge deal and becoming, you know, the number two promotion in, in, in the country and, and really competing directly with, you know, Vince McMahon and WWF or whatever. Yeah, the fall was was precipitous and and maybe his business acumen wasn't great, but like, I don't know, I've got to give him a little bit of credit, I think, for at least getting to the level that they got. So I'm always kind of surprised when Crockett gets so little uh respect and i think that might just be because of how it all ended and 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 you know some people kind of said like oh yeah well he was just kind of a, a, a terrible businessman and all that sort of stuff but like i don't know i, I think he some of the moves he made were you know pretty risky and, and and maybe didn't play off you know play out you know when it was all said and done but i think you got to give him some credit for the peak so i, I vote for both those guys i i am kind of shocked uh that they don't get more support uh than they do so yeah i'm, I'm a i'm a crockett voter for both of those guys
1: uh, Jim Johnston, I think is one you probably want to talk about. It's absolutely his on the ballot. Give me some Jim Johnston takes.
0: Well, so I have, I have ever since I got a ballot in 2014, there's two guys that I've said that Dave should add to this ballot. It's Jim Johnston and Ted Turner. They both get in this year. I'm not saying that's why I'm saying. I'll put your name in there because apparently <laughs> I, there might be other people. There may be other people that said it, but I don't think it's a complete accident that I asked for Ted Turner and Jim Johnson. And finally, this year, I'm looking at the email right now. I said, Dave, for the final time, I'm going to do this. Could you please add Jim Johnson and Ted Turner? And goddamn it, he did. So uh Jim Johnson, I think that's a slam dunk case for me. And 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 I'm somebody that that really thinks the music in pro wrestling is is super important to the characters to the wrestlers. I think guys in a lot of cases get over. To another, I, I it's not that like theme music will absolutely one hundred percent make a guy. Uh, I guess for Bobby Roode or whatever, it will make a guy. But like, I think it enhances guys. Like, I think Stone Cold Steve Austin becomes the megastar he is because of the glass shatter. I think The Rock becomes who he is because of that. I, I think that helps kind of take guys over the, uh, you know, leaps them over and, and gets them to that next level. And Jim Johnson's the guy that you look at and, and, and the body of work for him is insane of the guys he was able to to do music for and what he was able to do in the 90s and the 2000s with with WWE and and yeah it's not all been good and he obviously lost his touch you know in the final few years there and it was like definitely time for him to go because he kind of lost touch with what modern wrestling was but I think at, at, at this point or what modern music was I should say but no I mean 32 years with that company developing a lot of their music you know in tow with Jimmy Hart uh, who went in last year and Jimmy Hart, that's a big reason why I wanted him to get in there, too. I think, you know, not only as a wrestling manager, I think as a composer and, and and you know, the music influence is, is, is so huge in pro wrestling. And and Jim Johnson's a guy that I don't think he's going to get a lot of support, but I know 100% I'll be voting for him because I just think the music of pro wrestling is so important to characters and so important to the whole aesthetics of wrestling. And this guy, you know, is arguably the best one to ever do it. And, and yeah, they're, they're, to me, there's a no doubt case for him, but but it'll be a struggle for him no matter what to to get on, which kind of stinks.
1: Um, what about Naoki Sugabayashi? He was the chairman of New Japan going back to 2013. And I I sort of think if you're going to support Ghetto, maybe you want to support him too, given how much, um, you know, New Japan has grown across in in that period where he is chairman. I guess the question is maybe trying to decide how much of that he really deserves credit for, and is it a Hall of Fame case? What are your thoughts on Naoki Sugabayashi
0: Yeah, it's a tough one here, because it's like, it's not sexy, you know what I mean, to vote for, like, the chairman, <laughs> you know, like, Gato's a sexy one, where you're like, yeah, I know what Gato's doing on a daily basis, I know that this thing is happening because because Gato, you know, it, it, or whoever was in the booking committee, but, like, I, I don't, I don't know that I know, what, like, I know that he was the chairman, and that 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 things went well, and that, you know, obviously the company grew under him, but, like, it's this weird thing where I don't know if he was like, hey, here's what we should do. And everyone's like, all right, yeah, 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 no, we're not going to do that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what he did. Like, I'm sure he didn't make a bunch of shitty decisions because the company under his tutelage did well. But it's like, what did he do? I, I don't. And this is why voting for like a chairman is so tough because it's like, I don't know. Maybe he was just a complete idiot and everybody just ignores him and does whatever they want anyway. <laughs> and like, they just happen to have success. Or maybe he's in there and saying, hey, why don't we do this? Why don't we do this? Like, I don't know what he did well. I, I guess like, you could just attribute success to him, but it's one of those weird ones where I don't know. I would love to hear somebody, I would love to hear a case for somebody that either worked with him or worked in the company or whatever to say, no, 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 here's like, this dude was always in the room and always telling us to do this and always saying this and always giving these thoughts. And and yeah, he's a really smart dude or like someone to say, oh no, he's a complete idiot. Nobody listens to him or whatever. I don't know. I, I don't know what he did. And I, it's one of these things where, yeah, do I contribute his, you know, New Japan success to him? I think you'd be stupid not to do that in some shape or form, but it's like, at what level and how much do we attribute to him? I, I I don't have a good read on it whatsoever. So will you be voting for him? I will not right now until, maybe, if people can make a case for me to, to, to say, okay, look, definitely here's why he belongs in, or I've worked with him and he's, because right now it's just like, I don't know, there's, there's like companies that I'm sure have like, that are really successful, but one of their chairmen is a complete doofus that doesn't know anything or whatever, and I don't know if that's, the, I'm not saying that's the case with him, it's just like, I don't know what he's done other than presided over uh, uh you know a successful company and, and is that in spite of him and because of him I don't know. I, I don't have a good read on it for him. So yeah, I, I feel kind of bad because I want to vote for him, but it's just like I don't I don't know. I don't know if I have enough information about him uh to definitely vote for him.
1: Yeah, I think I would vote for him unless somebody can tell me that he definitely has nothing to do with their rise or anything. But it just feels like he they've made enough really strong business decisions and you would think he would deserve some credit for that. And you know he he's also like a I don't know. He's like a he. He feels like a very famous figurehead at this point from all these press conferences. Yeah, I don't know sure. if that's worth. So I don't know. I could. I definitely th- see the case there. Um, there's two more left, and then we'll be done here. I want to talk about first of all, Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> Move on. Next. <laughs> what <laughs> the fuck is Stephanie McMahon doing on this ballot?
0: John, here's the worst thing. Explain- She's gonna get like thirty percent.
1: What is the case? I don't. I just don't understand. Like, are we voting on her as a on-screen personality because? That is that is like patently absurd. She's one of the worst on-screen personalities. Oh, you don't like her shrieking Uh and then
0: slapping people and then nobody ever getting their revenge on her? Oh, come on. That's great. Yeah. It's good shit, pal. She's
1: one of the worst on-screen personalities. She has done more, you know, as much as anyone, to make sure that every single baby face in the the fucking company in the last 15 years never gets over. That's her fucking legacy as as an on-screen performer, is slapping people in the face, like you said, and making sure no one can ever look good. So- I don't know why that be. And then what? If you're not voting for that, what do you, are you voting for? A fucking run on the creative team?
0: Yeah, I was gonna Which say. Sub- yeah, one of the worst supposed- periods of creative. In the one Army of the worst ever. periods
1: of creative. Supposedly one of the worst bosses of all time. And like, like, what are we doing here? Why the fuck did he even put her on the ballot? I, I just, I don't know. I don't. It, like, what is it? What? Because someone asked me on like as one of the questions uh, to make a Stephanie case. I legitimately do not know how to do it. I don't know what the case would be. So, Rich, do you have
0: any idea what is the case for Stephanie McMahon? Yeah, I, I, it's not chief brand officer. Her great job as chief brand <laughs> officer. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a terrible case. I'm not going to be making it for sure. Um, yeah, I, 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 there, there's no way in in hell that I would vote for her. I mean, honestly, like of all the things, like her like match with Nikki Bella is probably the best case that I can make. Is like <laughs> she had one match where she wasn't fucking terrible. So Trish,
1: the Trish match was like shockingly not. Yeah, terrible. there you go.
0: So I mean, uh... that's my case. Is like.
1: Same. I mean, her best argument might be in ring, yeah. That's what I mean. That, that, that Vince match was like not, yeah. like shockingly not that terrible. I mean, yeah, her best argument might be in ring, which is but, horrifying you know. because, yeah,
0: she <laughs> she also wrestled for like two years in the like you know the ni- the 90s or whatever, and it was horrible. So, um, yeah, I, I am I am not gonna make a study Big man case, so yeah, that's that's it for me. Yeah, this, uh, hopefully, but the worst part, she's going to get, like, 30%. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think she's going to... I hope. God, people be smart. Just don't vote for her. Drop her off.
1: Yeah. Bat. Jesus Christ. Ted Turner. That's the last one I want to talk about. You wanted him on the ballot. So yeah. The Ted yeah. Thing. So
0: so Ted Turner, I think, like, honestly, and, and and the big reason why I think that Dave probably did it this year, in a big case, why I was like, hey, you know, now or never for Ted, is we know that, you know, obviously his health's not doing well, and it's again, it's like this fake Hall of Fame that nobody really cares about except for, you know, us weird wrestling fans or whatever. But still, it's a good time to sort of look at Ted Turner and look at what he did and, and and how important he was to pro wrestling. And I think in our, in an arguable case that he is not just the owner of a television station that happened to play pro wrestling. Like he, that network, he had an undying loyalty to wrestling because that re- the wrestling helped his network get off the ground TBS. And anytime in a boardroom, they said, Hey, what are we doing with this wrestling thing? Let's get rid of this. He always would say, no, 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 I'm never getting rid of it. They help my network. I, I am loyal. I'm undying. I have undying loyalty to pro wrestling. So he saved Jim Cocker Promotions many times, literally saved Jim Cocker Promotions by buying them and turning it to WCW. Saved WCW many, many times when everybody said, let's get rid of this thing. Why are we doing this? What the hell? Why does it even exist? And he saves that company and keeps that alive for years and years and years. He gives Eric Bischoff, you know, Monday Night Nitro. That then kind of transforms pro wrestling as WCW makes a rise and, and becomes the top company, largely because, you know, hit his backing in a lot of ways. I, I think. No, does he have like, you know, was was wrestling his number one objective and the number one thing? No, absolutely not. But I think it's 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 impossible not to say that he had an influence on keeping pro wrestling a, a two company, you know, a, a American pro wrestling a two large company thing. If Ted Turner's not there, WCW's gone in 1992. You know what I mean? Like that's just just dead and gone. It's it, hell. It's, it doesn't even exist at any point because it's just gone when Jim Crocker promotions run out of, runs out of money and he doesn't save them. So that's kind of gone there. And and, and um. Yeah, I just think he has such a profound influence on on, on keeping WCW Jim Crocker promotions, keeping another viable alternative to WWF alive for as many years as he did. I think he's got a huge influence in, in in turning WCW into a player in that industry, and and eventually, you know, going and beating WWE for for as long as they did. And yeah, I think you know. It's just it doesn't exist. I think all this stuff doesn't you know, WCW doesn't exist. Jim Crocker promotions probably doesn't exist as long as it does without Ted Turner. And I think that's that's something that definitely deserves some thought is 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 where would where would the history of pressing be without Ted Turner? Can you tell the current story of pressing history without mentioning Ted Turner? And I don't think you can. And that's where I think he, he absolutely belongs in. So I'll be definitely voting for Ted Turner. I'd like to see if others do as well
1: here's a question Would AEW be on tnt right now that's
0: Turner? turn probably not no i mean he, he, builds, the... he builds that legacy of wrestling yeah. on, on the turner networks and and yeah even though he doesn't have anything to do with it anymore it's still that like thing that like yeah because they had it on for so long and because it was what it was and all this i mean yeah there, there's there's absolutely a case to be made that, that you know that, that doesn't happen you know that
1: him. you know that was tony Khan's pitch like when he went to the tnt exactly sure. he was like look like this is this is wrestling wrestling was here for the, that many years we, we you know they 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 marketed it immediately with like Remember that when the AEW and TNT account started, like they had like the giant fire in the background that was clearly referencing Nitro. I mean, you know, they they just haven't they they played off that. The show is called
0: Dynamite, for God's sake.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean, like, like it's, it's clear. So there you go. Yeah, so so you um, can
0: you can even include his influence even today, even with AEW, yeah. even if he's not directly involved in it in any way, shape, or form. But uh, yeah, no, I, I I'm voting for him, and I think there's there's a real case to be made for him
1: uh all right so we have a ton of questions and i know we've already been gone over two hours so let's try to get through as many as we can um some of these questions are hall of fame and some of them aren't so people just want to ask you stuff rich
0: uh first <laughs> they of all, have all opportunities why would they choose this? they have a thousand opportunities to ask me questions but that's, that's fine.
1: fine so first of all from the twitter account uh at LeaR papas medoff what's the last period in years you enjoyed the wwe main roster product
0: um not that long ago. I mean, 2013-2014, I thought it was great. Uh, hell, and even a few years ago, their pay-per-views were really good. What was it, 2015 or 16? Like, Joe and I would say every week that, like, these pay-per-views are incredible. Like, the TV, you know, didn't really work for me. But fuck, like, the pay-per-views were great when you had AJ Styles and Indy Cena doing fucking Yoshi Tonics all over the place and stuff. That stuff was great. So, no, I, I mean, like... Week to week, probably the last time I enjoyed it was you know 2013 2014. But I still like the pay per views back from even a few years ago. It's it's really only fallen off a complete cliff like two years ago. Where now at no point the TV kind of stinks and the pay per views kind of stink and now there's really no point in watching them whatsoever. But yeah, I think like yeah, even a few years ago I was still into you know the pay per views and 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 yeah, four or five years ago I was way into uh, the weekly TV too. But now it's all just falling off a cliff. So, um,
1: I and I will say for me, it's probably even. I probably didn't enjoy the stuff that you enjoyed as nearly as much but like even even I enjoyed the weekly TV like I don't know like 2007 like when is the, the period where like Edge and DX refuting and stuff yeah so, 2006
0: 2007 yeah somewhere in that yeah range.
1: but like I, the the problem I, I I think even if you don't even if you're not super high on it it's clearly gotten much worse in the last like 2 years like, pretty much, what, since, like, 2017?
0: Yeah, exactly, right. That, that's where, like, no, it definitely fell off a cliff at that point, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, that's pretty much where... I I, I don't know what happened exactly, but something definitely happened. Uh, his other question was, if Naito does go to the main event the 1-5 dome, do you pit him against Okada and waste a potential big money match on 18 hours build, or do you save it and have Naito versus Ibushi on 1-5?
0: It's an interesting question yeah that's one that that you know we've talked about a lot on on the flagship of you know do you with 18-hour build tell people to go watch okada and naito and it's like i i i guess a lot of it will depend on what the tickets are and and you know we say that in a weird way like But that's, I mean, that's business. That's a business for wrestling. If we're selling a shit ton of tickets, no, we're not going to give you that match. If the the building's already sold out, like, nah, fuck it. You're going to wait for another day and buy tickets to watch Okada and Naito down the line. But yeah, if the tickets are a little soft and you say, hey, shit, we can get a lot of walk up. Let's do this and say, hey, in 18 hours, these two guys are fighting each other. So make sure you're here to watch this. Like, I could see that. So I think it's all going to depend uh, on where the ticket sales go and 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 if they're kind of if their hand is forced to do it or if they can hold it off because I think they would like to hold it off. They would like to sell you know forty thousand tickets without announcing that match and then hold it off for another event. But yeah, if tickets are a little light, then they'll absolutely do it, I think to 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 you know sell that thing out or get as close as they can to doing so so yeah, I think we'll we'll see. It's all going to depend on that, though, I do really think,
1: yeah. I think it'll be if they think they need it for a big walk up on one five because right now one five is behind one four. Mm-hmm. So I, I still think it is going to be Okada Naito because I think they're gonna count on people just on that day. It, it being a Sunday is a big part of it too, where like people on a Sunday can be more likely to be like, well, I'm not at work anyway and they're doing Okada Naito, so let's just fucking go right which I think that might be the idea. But if, like you're saying if they do just if there's a huge run on tickets before that, you know, they announce the tournament and people just decide to buy it buy it up like crazy. You know, maybe they just, maybe they do do Naito Abushi instead. Uh, Domini Hamani. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong, sir. Uh, So basically, he says, Hey guys, you've always said that Shima's a Hall of Famer, but who on the current Dragon Gate roster should go into the Hall of Fame? Uh, He says Mochi and Shingo just in ring should be in. And he brings up Doi uh, for being one of the best tag team rosters ever. And then Yamato and Yoshino. Um, I don't know if I would put any of those people in for sure. I think Mochizuki has maybe the strongest case as far as like you know he has a really a great history of in-ring work um you know i think he's maybe one of the most underrated in-ring work- workers ever uh like from a mainstream standpoint and he did do he like his his title range drew well at the dragon gate level so i could see a case for mochizuki i don't think any of them ever will get in because i just don't think enough people watch dragon gate but i could see a case for mochizuki uh you know shingo if, if he really ascends to, like, an even higher level in New Japan, you know, maybe you could even make a case for him. I mean, he, he has, like, this huge body of work. Uh, and Doi is one of the best tag wrestlers ever and maybe should be in for that. But, you know, his, the fact that his run with the Dream Gate was kind of a failure, I think, probably hurts his case more than anything. What do you yeah, think?
0: Yeah, I don't know if any of those guys are, are really good candidates to ever uh, get in. And, and you can make a case. Like, Mochizuki is probably the case that I would absolutely make because it's just, like, of really good years of of of, of, of solid in ring, but like he just doesn't have as much that Shima has. Like he doesn't have those extra things. It's just kind of like you're voting on him because he's been a good wrestler for a lot of years, and it's like ah, eh, it's not really quite enough. And and yeah, I don't know that anybody from Dragon Gate's ever gonna kind of burst through. If Shima doesn't do it, like none of those guys will. And, and Shima might do it, and I still don't think any of those guys ever will. So and that, and that's that's okay, that's fine. It, it it's not that big of a deal. But it, it yeah, I, I I don't know if I'd be able to make a, a good case for really any of those guys.
1: Uh, at AWQ 1985, what's the next exotic holiday location for Rich?
0: I don't know. Not sure. <laughs> we gotta see. I uh, I don't have any PTO, so it's uh, no, nothing else this year. Uh, I've used all my uh, time off, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, who knows? We'll see. Uh, the nurse wanted to start planning something. I was like, ah, we just got back, so no, you're not planning anything Rich, just yet. So come to Japan. Uh, look, the problem the problem that I always say with Japan is that the fact that like. What I want to do in Japan is very different than what my wife is going to want to do tell, in Japan. Tell
1: your wife to get lost.
0: Just come <laughs> right. on. That's the other problem, too, is, hey, I'm going away for a week on vacation without you. Bye. <laughs> like Enjoy. Try so
1: hit the bricks.
0: Yeah. That, no, uh, I, yeah. It's going to be tough. Nicole, Nicole
1: was able to, like, I don't know. I took Nicole on this last trip, finally. And, like, she just, I don't know, she just went shopping and, like, went, like, did a little sightseeing every time I went to a wrestling show. It was we, we worked it out, yeah. That's, I, I, what,
0: that's what I'd have to do is kind of have a balance of like, okay, tonight <laughs> I'm going to first ring, so you can do whatever you want to do. I'll be right back, like, yeah. like enjoy the shopping or taking photos or hanging around. But yeah, she, I mean, she likes to hang out with me when we go on vacation, so I feel like that'd be a tough sell to be like, hey, uh, yeah. just I mean, you, you, go you away, still, you, you still have all
1: day. I mean, the wrestling shows are not as long as you think they are, right? 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 Like, like, big, big shows, like that's the basically I sold Nicole. It's like, look, I'm gonna be gone for like three hours, it's not. You know, at nighttime time anyway, and she was like, "Okay," and I got him to go to a couple of shows. For me,
0: that's so. good. Well, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll try to do the sell. I, I've mentioned Japan quite a few times and uh, hasn't always kind of worked. Uh, hasn't quite hasn't quite nailed it quite yet. But uh yeah, well, I'll, I'll keep working on it. So I do want to go. I do want to go at some point. So I
1: mean, if the G one's in the fall, that's a great time to go because that may be your only chance to see the last three nights of a G one without like. And no- she would
0: go to. Uh, to be fair, she would go definitely to like. um Uh. Like any sort of new Japan show, or even maybe like Dragon Gate or whatever, the tough thing is going to be like, yeah, like I don't think she's going to big Japan, and yeah, I don't think she's going to hard hit with me either. So, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's going to be the issue. Is I could sell around a new Japan show, I don't know that I could sell around, uh, yeah, hard go hit to, or
1: gotta move,
0: yeah, that, that's going to be a tough one to do there. So,
1: <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, keep, um, uh, keep me, I'm um, stay in the loop. I always post it, Rich. You should come, <laughs>
0: thank fall. you. Yeah.
1: Uh, and then you said who are the best The bet the house candidates to go in this year. I think we kind of covered that, but like um, you know, I think we kind of covered actually who we think we're gonna go in. Probably I think the biggest one because the US is a week, probably Sergeant Slaughter.
0: Yeah, oh for sure. Yeah. Junkyard Dog Sergeant Slaughter, I think. Um, and then in Japan, fucking hopefully Junakiyama, maybe Akira yeah. Tawe. But yeah, it's 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 impossible to ever get a read on what the hell who's actually gonna ever go in because <laughs> it 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 never is what you think it's gonna be, and it's always kind of wild, so we'll see.
1: Uh, Tyler Fornas, a new voice wrestling contributor. What is more important to you two specifically and the voters in general when it comes to Hall of Fame accolades or work rate?
0: Uh, For me, it's going to be work rate Uh, and it depends. Accolades is a weird one because, again, like, is it like edge accolades of like winning 29 championships? Like, I don't know. That doesn't really mean that much to me. But if accolades is like, you know, what you achieve in terms of. Of. Like yeah, I, I guess if you're talking about Japan, like one of the you know winning the title in Japan is an important thing, all this sort of stuff, yada yada, whatever. Uh, for me, it's always gonna be work rate. Right? That's what I'm gonna look at first. Like if you're a good wrestler, that's your first entrant into my you know sort of personal hall of fame, and then all the other stuff kind of comes after that. So so if you're a good wrestler, then I look at the other stuff and go, okay, you're a good wrestler. In addition to doing this, you're in. But yeah, I'll I'll always put rest, you know what you do in ring as 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 number one.
1: I agree. So, and I and I think though, to the I mean to the general public, it seems to be like drawing more than anything, which frustrates me sometimes. Uh, Joe Gagney says, "What non-New Japan wrestler not on the ballot do you think has the best chance of making it into the Hall of Fame in the years to come, or any future Japan entrants strictly come from New Japan?" I, I mean, I think the if there is a guy who is making a case right now for himself that I think you know will probably get a lot of support in the future, I think it's probably Kento.
0: Yeah, oh, that's really good. Yeah, Kanto's a a really good case to be made for him. I mean, again, I don't know if it's a case that's going to get him in, and I guess we're going to have this weird thing with the Hall of Fame of, like, you know, there's going to be a certain point where, like, how do we even... Because drawing is so much more different than it was you know years ago that what do we do but like it's undisputed that he was like a huge deal in in, in all japan kind of transforming their business around and yeah maybe again it's not getting fifteen thousand people in the building but you know going from basically death to you know as consistent as they are now uh is definitely worth something so yeah he, he makes a really good case <sighs> i don't know if there's anybody else that really jumps off the page for me
1: yeah i mean ken me is a big one because he you know first of all he um if you want to look at from in-ring i think he's one of the best England workers of this generation. I mean, just as far as like having top-end singles matches, he's up there with anybody. So to me right there, that criteria, he's a Hall of Famer. As far as the other two, you know, drawing, it's like you said, we're going to have to look at it differently. And influence, positive influence, he helped save this company. So that's a a huge positive influence. And All Japan is a very historically relevant company. So it's not like he saved, you know, fucking uh, hard hit. Like we we're just talking about these other companies. I mean, he saved all Japan, so I think that's a you know huge positive influence. So you know, I think that's uh, like to me, that's the guy. As far as like anybody else, yeah, it's going to be, and I think it will. To Joe's point, I think it will be very difficult for people outside New Japan to get it in the future. So uh, at uh, at Richlotta thirty two uh john what year do you plan on voting kenny omega and I, if i had about i would probably vote for him yeah I mean, you I said right there i was it.
0: kind of surprised when you were like yeah kenny's got a good case i'm like oh <laughs> there we go so I mean, you can't deny uh, it though you can hate him a... but like yeah it, it's it's obviously there if you're true if you're doing objective stuff it, it's clear <laughs> that he you know belongs in some form or fashion so
1: i am a fair and unbalanced person yeah exactly yeah. Person, so. <laughs> at l underscore klim hazard underscore l that's quite the name sir uh, do you think oh actually we just said this. Do you think someone like Mia Hart has a real chance of getting in, in the future considering how stars of smaller promotions such as Marufusion Segare r and Yes, I think Kento probably will get a at the very least people will make a real case for him. He'll
0: have a look. I don't think he'll ever go in but but yeah. Really? The, uh, really? Yeah, look at the voters man. I I don't know. I I'd be shocked. I mean, mm-hmm. they just secondary companies just don't secondary companies past, you know, this this current era, especially not in America just don't seem to do all that well. I mean I, I don't know. Maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe I'll be proved wrong, but yeah, I don't know. It's at this point, it feels like if you're not in New Japan, you're probably not, you know, in Japan what, gonna go in, but
1: what Kento has going for him too though is that Dave talks him up a lot.
0: That's true. That's true. And that will oh. help a little bit when it does yeah. come to that.
1: Uh Garrett Kidney says, please make the case for Shark
0: Boy. Um <laughs> that's uh, seafood pro wrestling probably doesn't happen without Shark Boy, so there you go. Um, good point. Influence. <laughs> He's got uh, profound influence on, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, you know, the Chikaras. You know, never-ending uh, amount of uh, crustaceans and and fish and and you know, water-related characters. I think probably doesn't happen without Boy either. So yeah, I mean, you definitely... just
1: you just talked way more about this question than I
0: thought. <laughs> Well, I wanted at, to give it an honest answer. Garrett asked the question. I I, I will answer it. So.
1: At GRR4136. Kenta. If Kenta would have a nice run for a year or two in New Japan, would you consider him Hall of Fame worthy? And then he said something else about Arden Tully with JJ, which we already pretty much covered. Um, look, I don't know if the Kenta New Japan run is really on a trajectory that's going to get him mm. – going to help the Hall of Fame case. That's the problem. But um, if he really – I, yeah, I don't know. I just don't, I don't think he's on that trajectory.
0: Nah, and like the draw, I mean, there's there's real evidence that he was kind of, a, a in, in some ways, a negative draw in, in Noah, and that's not all his fault. Like, a lot of it was how Noah sort of did it, but yeah, it's it's not like he, you know, when he was a main event or everything just popped to Noah and everybody loved it. Like, yeah, I mean, in ring, he's incredible. He's I, I, one of my favorite wrestlers ever, but I don't know that it's enough really for me to to say definitively he 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 belongs in in the hall of fame. So and and particularly not looking at this this you know New Japan run and saying, ah, you know, this run is the one that's gonna put him over the top. Like I I think if anything it's just gonna kind of cement his legacy as just like a guy that, yeah, an all-time great like Hall of Fame level talent, but not a not a Hall of Famer.
1: All right. So we got questions from two different Discords now. Because folks, I don't know if you know this, there's now a Voices of Wrestling Discord. So you can join that, and I don't know. I'll, I'll put the link in the description. Yeah, also
0: VoicesWrestling.com already... slash Discord. I made a uh, redirect, too. So if you do that, it'll it'll oh, pop awesome. up there for you, too. So.
1: Yeah, so there's a voice of Wrestling Discord. There's also a Super Jcast Discord where there's an Omakase channel. So I'm, like, I'm like double dipping here. I got in, like, right before. Basically, they made me a channel on the Jcast Discord, like, a week before. Sorry. <laughs> they made the Voice of Wrestling Discord. It's not sorry. It's great. I'm like, wow. I'm the only podcast that has two, a channel on both Discords. So there you go. So you can go to either one to ask questions, folks, and talk to me and talk to random guests and stuff. It's a pretty cool time. So let's see. Uh, first of all, from the Super Cast Discord, uh, Dakota Ibushi, if you ranked all the promotions in the world right now, how long until you got to an American promotion based on match quality, buzz, et cetera, in our bubble and or your personal rankings? I think, okay, so putting match quality there, I think is what would really hurt AEW uh for me at least but like for buzz i think in the bubble aw is probably close to number one so that sure yeah
0: absolutely
1: you have to say that now as far as my personal rankings (laughs) i could probably rank a lot of companies before i get to aw but you know i could i don't know like maybe like seven i don't know maybe six or seven but they just don't have a wrestling style right now that's like you know, really my kind of favorite style of wrestling. It's very US indie. Yeah, right, right. It's never right, been right. my favorite style and I, I would like to see more like technical wrestling and like, you know, more you know, even more like, I don't know even more like the New Japan, like epic style that really, really isn't there so far so I just, it's not really there for me, but you know, I'm sure it is for a lot of other people, but like it's not that I dislike AEW, I actually really liked their first TV show this week but, you know, I'm still, I'm always going to consider myself more Or a fan of like you know New Japan and All Japan and DDT and Stardom and uh, you know Tokyo Joshi, you know even like promotions I watch a little less like Sendai Girls or Noah or you know there's a lot basically so they would be pretty far down for me, but at least that AEW's at least like higher than you know WWE or Ring of Honor would be
0: right, and I think they're kind of at this point now I think that we we've seen what AEW is going to do. And I think what they're doing is they're, they're playing a different game than some of those other promotions. New Japan is telling you what they're going to try to do. New Japan is going to try to go out there and and – Every time they have a match, it's just going to try to be, you know, anytime there's a main event, it's going to try to be you know, this incredible epic, like you said, an epic style match or whatever, which I like. I like that stuff. And that's kind of, you know, a lot of Japanese promotions in their main events is similar to All Japan, you know, maybe does it a little slower than New Japan. But it's the same idea that Kento's going to have this, like, hard-fought, long battle and, and epic and, and stuff. And I like that. I love that stuff. And that's what's really cool. AW has shown you that that's probably, right now, not going to be what their style is going to be. They're going to be more of kind of an American you know, style, a little bit more of a, a US indie style, that sort of stuff, which is fine because there, there's different objectives right there. So that's why I have a tough time like ranking them because I feel like they're doing different things. What AEW is doing is different than what New Japan is doing and what New Japan is doing is a little bit different than what Dragon Gate is doing. So ranking them is kind of tricky where I just like, Saying like, hey, you know, I so far no, I, I would I rather watch you know a New Japan main event than an AEW main event at this point. Yeah, probably, but I love the approach that AEW's taken to TV so far. So I you know I like that, and I've liked their shows so far, and I like everything they've done so far. But yeah, in terms of like ranking them, like I just think they're playing a little bit of a different game. So I have a tough time being like, okay, this this company is definitively over this company. Like I like different things. I like the idea that I can watch epics, you know, in one breath, and then watch you know sort of my ideal idea of what you know. US American wrestling should be with AEW and whatnot. So, yeah, it it, it works to, on, on different levels. So, yeah, so I never it. Rank rank
1: Ranking anyway, Rich. No, he's I don't think. I, I don't know.
0: Rich 1, AEW <laughs> <AW> 3, <laughs> Dragon Gate 2. I, I don't know. <laughs> there you go. That, that works.
1: Uh, Liam McCann says, assign these wrestlers to their Pokemon. So, you, do, you did watch Pokemon. Oh, really? Jesus.
0: Okay. All right. One, All second. right. What,
1: po- what Pokemon is Katsuhiko Nakajima? I think he's Machamp.
0: Okay, so I'm I'm a 151 guy, so I'm not gonna be able to give you any of the. Uh, yeah. Is that fine? Uh, I'm just gonna.
1: I, I really can't do it either. Up past the 151. Yeah.
0: Okay. So we're just gonna do 151s. <laughs> oh boy. Um, I did not read this question before. I wish I had gotten more time, uh, to do it. So we're doing Nakajima.
1: Yeah, I, I think he's. Oh no, no, he's obviously uh the fucking one who kicks. God, which one is that? The you know the, there's the yes yeah one. oh what's his name? I think
0: he's like a. Lee, yeah, he's like oblong, or he's like weird shaped. What the fuck is that one's name? It's
1: Hitmonlee. I just
0: yeah, Hitmonlee. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. That's Nakajima for sure.
1: Okay, uh, Asuka, The all caps Asuka from DDT. Asuka is Jinx, I think.
0: Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll let you do that answer. I don't know if I know enough about uh, all caps Asuka to to, to give a, a a coordinated. I'm gonna go uh, with Jinx. Go with that. Uh, yeah.
1: Soma Ticao. Uh, Soma Takau is an interesting one. Who's a who's like a very pretty Pokemon?
0: Oh, they're all pretty in their own way. Um, yeah, who's a pretty poet? Yeah, because Takao was very pretty man. Maybe
1: even because they both have, like, the, the fire, you know? So he has, like, the red hair.
0: That's true. Um, I'm trying to think of who's, like, the most, like, kind of... Well, there's one that's, like, dresses like, a princess, but that, that's not Takao. He's it, better than that. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea.
1: Zeus is Jinks, definitely... Jinx
0: is what I was thinking of, but that's not the one I'm... Yeah.
1: Zeus is champ. For sure, I said Machamp. Oh, for the sure, team. yeah,
0: Machamp's the the, the yeah. fully evolved one, right? Yeah. yeah, just like the big burly fighter. Yeah, that's absolutely, that's perfect.
1: And then Kagetsu again. I don't know if you're going to be able to do this one. Kagetsu, I think of like as a ninja. I know there's like a ninja Pokemon, even though that might be right past. Yeah, Greninja. So Kagetsu is Greninja,
0: I think. I'll let that. Yeah, that sounds good.
1: Okay, <laughs> there we go. We did it uh puff and braid andrew how funny will the fallout be if ketty and ghetto get in and people will definitely freak the fuck out so it'll be pretty funny
0: yeah people freak the fuck out about everything who cares yeah i mean yeah the, the kenny thing will be oh dave made kenny get in there and da, 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 and all that sort of stuff it's whatever it's yeah. obsessive melter accounts will freak out and a bunch of people freak out but it's like whatever i mean, it,
1: you know, we found out two of them are by the same person which i thought was funny yeah well yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jesus,
0: can you imagine your life if that's you know what yeah. you do is 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 like oh i can't wait to see what melter tweets today so i can screen cap it and get a bunch of likes about it it's like what is wrong with you <laughs> i mean come on like i car? you know i spend all of my free time talking about you know Know, talk about wrestling on podcasts, and even I'm like, dude, come on, get a life, man. What are you doing? So, um, yeah, go through What? Yeah, it's Sorry. just, it's, yeah, uh, I'm sure they'll be freak out, but they'll be, I mean, there's gonna be freak out if, if, if you know, yeah, I, whatever, who cares at this point?
1: Mark says, Why is Kenny Omega the greatest wrestling observer newsletter hall of famer ever? Mark, you have a very fitting name,
0: yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, he I is very he's good, good. good. Yeah. but yeah, I think they're. Uh, I think maybe uh, uh, Mr. Hulk Hogan or, you know, like <laughs> many, many other guys, Rick Flair uh, might be a good case to be made as well.
1: That was a joke question, anyway. Yeah, no, me. I'm sure. Yeah. Because um, then, then he does say, serious question What would you guys do to fix the problem of active wrestlers? Just have plenty of time left, potentially taking spots away from older, worthy people. Uh, and then he gives Kenny Nobushi, like, probably deserving, but have like five plus years left. I mean, I would just make it at least making it 40 instead of 35. Yeah, that's now. it
0: right there. Just this, the, the difference in pro wrestling between 35 and 40 is profound at 40. Like I just said, it like CM Punk is like 40 years old or 41 years old or whatever. Like, we lost the last five years of him, which was arguably his wrestler peak. You know, guys, wrestlers peak at that time. That's when everything kind of comes together. The physicality is, is there. They're smarter about the business. They're, they're, they know it a little bit more. So that 35 to 40 is such a, a an important part of a wrestler's career, and we see a lot of guys have their best work done in that era. By 40, you pretty much got it with a the guy. There's a few exceptions to the rule where guys at 40 – you know, transform their careers or, or do whatever. And maybe in 10 years we have to move it to 45 because a bunch of 40 year olds have incredible careers or whatever. But at this point, 40, like, you know what everybody's going to be at that point. So I'm, I'm fine with that.
1: Uh, Ice Age Cumming says, imagine you're in a hell world and Paul, are we not in a hell world already? Yeah, I was going
0: to okay. say. And Paul,
1: Have you looked in the news lately? I say <laughs> Paul Heyman's booking assistant on raw. You, you are Paul Heyman's booking assistant on raw and he comes to you and says, damn, we don't have enough cuck stories at the moment. Who in the world of wrestling would you bring in to be the third WWE cock?
0: Ooh, okay. It can't. So it can't be, it can't, so it can't be even, anybody on the, the roster. Look, it has to be. Did you see
1: the look my girlfriend just gave me? Yeah, WWE
0: that cock. that poor woman. Yeah, you need to end the show because she's like, "What in the hell are you talking about?" Um,
1: <laughs> the look at her face.
0: Yeah. Oh man. Uh, uh, uh,
1: she had to walk in the room at that exact moment.
0: Yeah, so. that's really terrible. Yeah. Um, hmm. Who would I like to see? So am I, am I answering? Who would I like to see? Like, like all three participants in the in the in this angle, right?
1: I, I guess. Yeah,
0: I don't. <laughs> it has to be new people to come. I don't know, man. I, I it's gonna be weird. Um, I don't know. They're probably. It's it, it's just like I'm just thinking of like, hey, what what do I like? Like, what what are Rich's fetishes? And like, who could come in and Who's do what? Or,
1: Who's getting cocked, Rich?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Um, who. <laughs> they should bring me in. Uh, they, okay, so Kyrie Sane is in a uh, storyline with somebody, and, and then I come in and I, uh, I'm the one that makes out with Kyrie Sane now. I think that's the, yep. sure. the one, so go with that. <laughs> I don't fucking know, man. Like, who cares? It's um, so a very, my- very nice woman. I would enjoy that angle if they said, Hey, do you want to make out with Kyrie <laughs> Sane on a daily basis? I'm like, You know what? I would, so I yeah. will come in and do that for you guys. Um, I don't know <laughs> who fucking cares. It's it's well, they've already done so. We got black on white, we got, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. They, honestly, if they want to get the newest trends, we definitely have, like, Stephanie and, and like, we got to have some parental weirdness stuff, though, because, like, yeah, porn sites are filled with, like, really odd, like, oh, my stepmom and me, and I'm like, eh, that's weird, but okay. I mean, that's... So I guess that's your new thing. This podcast is terrible. Please sign up. This is
1: TJ, uh, he says, <laughs> he was last week's guest, if we to take one current Hall of Famer out of the Hall of Fame. Who would it be? I assume for hard mode, we can't do Benoit because that would definitely be the answer. Um, uh, I I think I would probably take Shinsuke out. I just don't think he's I don't think he's worked. I mean, I don't I don't think he's done anything since he went in that's remotely Hall of Fame worthy. And it just feels like, you know, he got in at the exact moment where, you know, he was at his peak. But like, he, I don't I don't know. He just he 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 doesn't really have a good case, especially when you, you know, his his run as a top star in New Japan was a total was was a failure. I mean, it was a failure um they never really went with him on top again when he did get very popular and you know his legacy now is like yeah he got over in america and now he's a fucking Mick carter in wwe and like you know his wwe run is not would not make you know any case for him to be a hall of famer so i just i think shinsuke is the guy i would take out
0: yeah absolutely other
1: other than the murderer
0: yeah, of course, the other <laughs> the guy that murders his family. Um, yeah, going through the list, no doubt. I mean, he's the one that that really, like, of all the other guys I look at, I'm like, yeah, there's, there's a case to be made for that guy. There's a case to be made for that guy. That guy had, like, he sticks out as, like, yeah. I don't know that there's any case to be made for him anymore, and and he's a guy that, yeah, he absolutely came in at absolutely the exact right time and has done nothing to help his case and, and actively has hurt his case. So, yeah, of all the recent guys, and I'm looking even, like, the past guys, too, there's not a lot of other people. Uh, that I would say, you know, I'd be super comfortable with kicking out, but he's definitely one that I would I would kick out and, and not really feel bad about it.
1: Liam says, "Why isn't Segura in the Hall of Fame?" Fuck, uh, I don't know if I would put Segura in the Hall. No,
0: nah, he's he's again. Not everybody has to make the Hall of Fame. Like it's, I I like a small, I like a very select list of guys. You could still enjoy Segura. You can still think he's great in ring and, and not a Hall of Famer. And that's where I'm at. I like Segura. I, I like I, he's one of my favorites. But no, I mean he is probably not a Hall of Famer.
1: And then we have some questions from the voice of wrestling. Oh God! Uh, but this is it, though. This is like there's not that many of them, thank God. Uh, Chad Campbell says, if Kojima was on the bout as single, where would you rank him compared to Tawa? I think Taui's a way better candidate than Kojima.
0: Yeah, I would probably have Tawa a little bit over uh, Kojima. I would make a case, like I can make a case for both those guys, but I would have Tawa slightly above Kojima.
1: HP Joker says, are people still sympathetic to Punk's Hall of Fame case or did him turning heel? on cabana pissed that away i i, I don't think any we, we talked about yeah i don't think it helped
0: too. yeah i don't think it helped at all yeah. i don't know if it's like the it... reason why he's not getting votes but i don't i don't think it's going to help him it's definitely certainly yeah. not going to make someone that's on the fence go you know what yeah he was a total fuck to my friend but yeah hey whatever like you know water under the bridge so yeah i think uh it's, it's certainly not going to help
1: okay i see it's coming double dipping on both uh oh, what a punk! Yeah. What do you think is the biggest glaring omission from the hall of fame and the ballot for it um as in someone who either hasn't been considered or who dropped off that you think should be in? Hmm, that's a good question. I'm not really sure who who dropped off that I would say should definitely be in the Hall of Fame. There's nobody in like recent history I can think of. Um, I mean, I could see maybe I could like Samoa Joe dropped off last year, and I, I kind of see his argument, but like I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. So I'm just like. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'd
0: have to go back. Yeah, this answer, uh, there's probably a good answer somewhere, but I would need the entire list of everybody. And and off the top of my head, I I I don't know uh, that yeah. list initially uh, to say. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's a tough. Without seeing that list, it's really really difficult. I mean, just looking at last year, like Samoa Joe is a guy that probably deserves a little bit more, but like I don't know if I'd like you know, just definitively be like, no, Samoa Joe belongs in, and he can't drive. Like, yeah, I, I get it why he dropped off or whatever. Um, I'm sure there's other dudes, but yeah, like without seeing the entire list, I, I have a tough time. Um, saying for sure.
1: Yeah. And I'm looking at like guys who dropped off in their first year, like the big show dropped off. And it's like, it's I, fine, I probably yeah. wouldn't, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, vote fine, it, yeah. so. Like, should I just get back her guy in his first year? Yeah. Jesus. Oh. Yeah. it's It's bad. That's, yeah. <laughs> it's... Wow. Um, you know, China didn't get in and that uh, she probably shouldn't have. I mean, there's a lot of people like that. I'm just like, I don't know. I just can't, I can't like Paul Jones didn't get in. So like, yeah, I, don't, I probably wouldn't have voted for him. But there's nobody I can think of. that's just like, not that's never been considered that. I'm just like, oh. right, right.
0: Yeah. Most people that have been, yeah. When you look at this list, like pretty much everyone's considered at some form or fashion. So yeah, yeah. there's, there's not a whole lot.
1: Uh, Paul, Paul Jellocky, Uh Do you ever see an argument for having a wrestler who moves into a management role like Cody or Triple H going as a non wrestler as well, or do you just lump that into their standard case?
0: I just put it all in one. I, I would say like that. That's kind of what I do, and I don't know if that's how you're supposed to do it, but that's kind of how I do it. Like Akiyama is a guy who like I add the All Japan stuff to his case because it's like well whatever. Like so, um, I suppose you could separate them and, and and do it, but I think it's always going to be better if you just lump that in with their pro wrestling and and, and make it all you know one thing. And, and if you look at the current non wrestlers, like I'm I'm seeing like I guess there's. Yeah, I mean, I guess Gato's in there as a non wrestler, but yeah, I, I yeah, I, there's a few dudes who are in there just, you know, for what they do. I don't know. Yeah, I, I would always kind of lump it in together if you can. Um, and I think yeah. there's nothing really against doing that.
1: Yeah. Uh Nate says, Do you think Mako's appearance in the May Young Classic helps her in any way? And I think Cumming Cummings says, What about a recent run in the UK indies? I covered that basically in my mm-hmm. case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her. I think it definitely did help her, especially with Western voters.
0: And that's it, Russ. We're
1: finally done with all the questions. Yeah,
0: there we go. Nice. No, I appreciate Uh, all the questions. It's just, you know.
1: There's a lot of them. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So what do you think then, um, as far as like overall, last thoughts on the Observer Hall of Fame? Sell sell the people on the Observer Hall of Fame, Russ. Why is it? You did this in the Patreon. Yeah, yeah.
0: So uh, by the way, patreon.com slash voice wrestling. We're going to have a lot of really cool stuff there uh, for you guys on the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. So if you're interested in this and want to hear more about you know particular candidates and particular regions, we're going to cover every one of the regions. Uh, over there with a special guest on each region, so it'll be fun stuff. But yeah, ultimately at the end of the day, if you're listening to all this and go like, who fucking cares? It's a fake Hall of Fame, and you know who cares? It's just like the the easiest boil down kind of like elevator pitch I say is it's like it's just reliving you know wrestling's greatest figures and, and and talking about wrestling's greatest figures and and discussing wrestling's you know greatest figure like if, if you like that if you like any amount of history of pro wrestling and you like talking about the greatest people in pro wrestling then that's all it is like at the end of the day what did you and i do we just kind of said hey this guy was awesome here's cool stuff that he did like that that's it so that's you know Boil it down to just that. If you don't care about the minutia of who's getting what percentages or whatever, just think of it as like an opportunity to talk about Junakiyama and talk about Akira Tawe and 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 you know badmouth Stephanie McMahon and say she's got no case. Like that's that's, <laughs> that's that, you know that's the fun of it. It's like it doesn't ultimately matter. Like I don't think I really care who goes in. I don't think you really like definitively care who goes in. I'm sure the the fake, you know, Meltzer accounts are going to get really upset about Kenny, really don't care at the end of the day. (laughs) It's just like, you know, it's just a fun exercise to kind of talk about pro wrestling greats. So that's what I say is like, it just comes down to if you like pro wrestling history, if you like talking about pro wrestling it's a cool opportunity to, to kind of relive some guys' careers and go back and watch stuff. Like, like this will give me an opportunity to watch a lot of those Miko matches and, and, and say, cool. I'm interested to see what you guys, you know, what the best matches are and sit down and watch them. And, and I do whatever year with Taui. I do whatever you year with Hayabusa. And I wouldn't do that normally if there wasn't for this. So it's just a way to, to kind of get you to think about these guys uh, of the past. So,
1: so Rich, thank you for coming on. You just plugged the Patreon, which of course everybody should subscribe to. Uh want to plug, the Discord,
0: too, I guess? Yeah, com slash Discord. Just uh, just launched this week, and we have a lot of people already in there. Uh, different channels, a lot of different channels to talk about whatever you want to talk about. We have channels for New Japan Pro Wrestling. We have channels for WWE. We have channels for each one of the shows uh, on the network as well. So if you want to talk about any of that, international wrestling. Also non-wrestling, too. Sports, uh, general stuff, music, video games, all that stuff. It's a good, good opportunity, and, and we're looking at it to potentially... Uh, replace our forums which we've had some trouble getting you know a lot of people invested in and it feels like a lot of people more are invested in this discord uh right off the bat so we, we might find ourselves uh replacing the forum with this discord but yeah it's been it's been really cool so far to see uh, everybody jumping in and everybody talking and it's been nothing but but positive so far so um yeah hopefully it keeps up because it's been a uh, been, been really interesting so voice uh, slash discord will get you the invite uh, to jump in and and, and join us
1: so now we, you didn't mention the most important channel of all which is the anime channel.
0: Which, <laughs> right, the one that I made.
1: I yeah. I, I I like I basically asked you for that as a joke and you're like, "Here you go." And I was like, "What?" Well,
0: cuz all that, that happened like- was is like people started talking about anime and then tagging me in in discussions of anime. And I was like, "I don't want to see any of this anymore here. bring it. To, put it to anime." So
1: we got an anime. There's no like TV channel, but there's an anime channel. So if that's not my influence over the website, I don't know what it <laughs> is. There you go. Um, but yes, so you can talk talk about anime in the anime channel. Come talk about wrestling omakase in the omakase channel. Let us know what you thought of the episode. Uh you can chat with me. You can chat with Rich in there, I guess. Rich is on the Discord too, obviously. And any lots of I think pretty much almost every guest is in the Discord. Yeah. Oh right? yeah, they're all there. So you can you can talk to any of us. Uh and obviously you can submit questions, what you just did. Uh again, we're on the Super Jcast Discord too. And we have a channel there too, if you're on the Jcast Discord. I'll have the links to join both uh, in the description here. So, there you go. Follow us on Twitter. It's WrestleOmakase, because wrestling did not fit. Rich, thanks again for coming on. No problem. Next week, next week we're going to have on another... Uh, well, not another, because you've been on before. A brand new guest, my pal Haley on Twitter, uh, who I talked about last week, who was at the New Japan Fighting Spirit shows. She's going to make her debut on the podcast next week to help me talk about the King of Pro Wrestling, the big New Japan show, which is coming up next week. Are you excited for King of Pro Wrestling, Rich?
0: I am. It looks like a hell of a show. I can't wait.
1: Yeah, that card looks awesome. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about the first two weeks of AWTV, you know, kind of touch on that and what our thoughts are so far, because I actually think it's w- way more interesting to talk about it after week two than after week one, because, you know, by that point, maybe you'll get more of a feel for what the TV every week is going to be like. I don't think they're going to do, like, a post-match attack in every segment <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah, yeah so we'll get more of a feel for that we'll talk about the first two weeks of tv but the main thing will be obviously king of Four wrestling so that'll be next week uh we have a lot of cool stuff coming up on omakase um i can tell you right now something we're targeting is that first week of november where there's going to be like that weekend, have you seen that weekend, Rich? Where there's like four fucking shows. No, I don't there's- want to.
0: No, no more.
1: <laughs> Here's is that the weekend uh, of the
0: Noah show and stuff, and, yeah,
1: yeah. So Noah is November second. Uh, pa- New Japan Power Struggle from Osaka. Noah Sumo Hall show, I should say, November second. Uh, DT Ultimate Party November third. Big Japan Ryogoku Town November fourth. Three Sumo Hall shows in a row, uh, and that same weekend, New Japan Power Struggle from Osaka November third. So we're targeting that weekend since obviously that's like a huge weekend for Japanese wrestling. Um, We're going to do two episodes on it, probably. One with a – well, not probably. going to do it. Uh, A preview of that weekend. uh, I'm going to have on Kevin Hare from Burning Spirits, uh, who's going to all those shows. He's going to Japan to see those three sumo halls. So he's going to help me preview it. Uh, Taylor will be back on, too, to help me preview those shows. And then we have like three guests for the – review episode the following week, Taylor will be on again, and Thomas, and uh, I think Jack Beckman just uh, asked his way on from Force of Wrestling, so a lot of people are going to be talking about all these shows, and we're very excited because it's like, it feels like our wheelhouse, basically, all this Japanese wrestling, so, you know, we'll be very excited to cover all of that I'm sure you'll cover some of it on the flight, but as Joe, much as like, we he,
0: can, yeah. This is a oh, God wrestling. There's so much wrestling. Everybody's got to go out of business. <laughs> like,
1: okay. Joe recently said, like in the Discord, like he's done with DDT. Like he's no longer doing any DDT. So <laughs> I guess he's just not going to cover uh, that Kenny Omega guy because he's in a big, pretty big match on that on that show. But anyway, uh, we'll see. I guess I, I something tells me you guys are going to at least talk about that match.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. We, we will. Yeah. I'll, I'll make him. So
1: yeah. So anyway, folks, thank you as always for listening and we will see you next week. Goodbye.